Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. And thank you for listening. David is not here. He is living it up down south. New Orleans, Mardi Gras. There he is. So who am I stuck with? I am stuck with friend of the show, Jason Eakin. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing just fine, Tyler. How are you doing on this blistery, cold Los Angeles night? Did you mean to say blustery, but you wound up implying that everyone just has blisters covering their bodies? It's like some kind of Egyptian plague? Yeah, well, it is Los Angeles. Fair enough, absolutely. Uh, and I, I know you're thinking... I think I meant blistering, not bliss. I said blistery, not, but I meant blistering. Fair enough, fair enough. That's a um, wintry term from the Midwest. From the Midwest? The Middle West. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, this is terrible, I hate it already. Surely somebody must come along to save us. I've got good news. Who could it be, Tyler? Even I don't know. Oh, you should look directly in front of you. Mm, I won't do that. <laughs> Fair enough. I do appreciate the eye contact you've got going with me right now. It's it's good stuff. Uh, no, the uh, person to save us from uh, this horse shit is uh, what the fuck are you watching podcast host Kyle Anderson. Kyle. Hey, guys, I'm over here. I'm on this side of the room. Oh, now I see you. Yeah, see? I, I, I don't exist until I've spoken. It's like, it's like uh, theater of the mind. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, now, of course, listeners know you guys from your podcast and, and Jason's just, <laughs> just his general existence. <laughs> I right. Like. Um, but they also know you. The force of my existence. Yeah, I like it's forces. Just, it's a force, yeah. too. People feel a little ripple if you're not in a good mood. <laughs> Uh, so that's um, why the tides move the way they do. I think it's true. You're kind of like the moon. Um, so, uh, what the hell was I saying? Okay. Oh, but we're here. Also, Welcome. What, what you also know these guys from is from the first annual BP's awards ceremony, ah, yes. which was a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to it, uh, go back and do so. I'm very proud of it. And, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. I have to say, because we are talking about, uh, an award show tonight, I think that the BP ceremony is absolutely wonderful. I think it is one of my it is one of my favorite episodes of Battleship Pretension ever. Right. I think it is so good. It's so much fun, and I hope you guys continue to do it year after year. I had a fantastic time, and I was thrilled to be a part of it. Kyle, you can join in with these nice things, Jason. I, I agree. I thought it was wonderful. I the the only uh, thing that I would say against it. Is that uh, my, my jackassery followed a really, really nice thing that Pat Healy said. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Which but, was yeah. really nice and thoughtful. And then I, here's me being an asshole. But, but it was delightful. <laughs> and also, no one can beat Paul Goebel as far as assholery. Correct. Boy, they sure cannot. But, um, so, uh, and that's the thing. He was such an asshole. I recorded something special because I felt like, well, we can't not address it, right? <laughs> right. And so. Um, I have to say, if if people have not listened to. If they have not listened closely to the beginning, you owe it to yourself to turn up the volume and listen to the beginning when it sounds like sort of people are, are, are taking their seats before the orchestra starts. Yeah. It's I, – I think there's a, a couple little treats in there for people. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, – I really love it. I'm glad you uh, took notice of that. So far, you're the only one to comment on it. Uh, but yeah, it's it was a lot of work, but it was it very much paid off, and I'm very happy that uh, uh, guys like you know people like yourselves uh, chose to take the time to drive all the way up here for the ten minutes of discussion. And Kyle, in regards to what you were saying, like you know, we watched the Oscars tonight, yeah. and that tends to happen. That does happen shows. a lot, and it's usually, well, especially this year, it was like Ellen's doing something wacky, yeah. and now it's like. 
when it comes to cinematography, yeah, they or can set the scene. It's like, here's a goofy joke. Now, if you'll excuse me, we will address slavery, AIDS, and uh, the Holocaust. Yeah. Right. And now here's Jim Carrey. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, uh, so thank you all for, for listening to that. Thanks to everybody for being a part of it. And if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to it, please do, uh, just so that I can feel validated. But <laughs> we, have, uh, we have a couple of sponsors. As usual, we've got Tweaked Audio earbuds. So if you go to uh, tweakedaudio.com slash pretension, you can get earbuds in a variety of styles and colors. Green, I believe they have it. What about blue? They do have it. What? Red, they're working on it. Oh. They do have it. They oh, wow. Of course, oh, oh yes. good. Oh, yes. Thank goodness. What about wood? Do they have wood? They do have wood grain, yes. Amazing. Oh, a yes. nice wood panel, yeah, similar to a, like a PT Cruiser. Yeah, yeah. Like a PT. Yeah. Those look terrible. Like <laughs> Don't the, they? PT Cruisers those. in general are only so-so. But like the wood Tweaked panel, audio has perfected the wood panel yeah. look, is yeah. what you're telling me. Yeah. PT Cruisers, they're like, we just couldn't get it right. And then they gave the technology over Who to... Who wants a wooden car? Do you remember the Studebaker, you guys? You I do, don't. I think Why would I? You guys are too young for that, <laughs> even though you're both older than me. Uh, uh, yeah, Studebaker was that car. It was it was like a, mm. you know, a wood-paneled yeah, car. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I think uh, Fozzie drives it in the Muppet movie. <laughs> yes. A bear in his natural habitat. That's it. Uh, but yeah, so if you want, yes, wood grain uh, uh, earbuds... Tweaked's got you covered. But here's what you do. You go to battleshipretension.com. Sorry. You go to tweakedaudio.com slash pretension. Mm, mm. And then you, uh, you will be asked to enter in a code uh, at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the I'm transaction. I'm there now. What's that code? What's that code? It's pretension. To... You just enter in pretension. pretension. And you will get 33% off of your purchase. Free shipping on that. And a portion of it goes to Battleship Pretension to help us keep going and help us keep bringing you quality products like – I'm going to say other episodes. That's fascinating. I anytime it asks for a promo code on any website, I enter pretension just, just to see what happens. A, just yeah. as a function of who I am. Yeah. You'd now, be surprised how many like that'll get you into certain like maximum security buildings. It will. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I've had that experience. It will not get you out, incidentally. No, right. no, 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 no. And it will not get you yeah. any sort of discount while you're in the prison. Right. But you're telling if you me, want to get out, you got to type in film spotting. Oh, I see. So, <laughs> um, Prison discounts are my favorite types of discounts. Um, but yeah, so that's so that's what you can do. And there's also there's an ad at battleshippretension.com if you want to click on that. Uh, if you feel like you cannot recall, tweakedaudio.com slash pretension. Um, all right, so that's one that's one sponsor. You guys you guys know about tweaked to the check. point. Yeah, check. Get it out of the way. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, Bruce. It's a very valuable thing, and it's a wonderful partnership. Uh, but what I will say, we do have we do have a new sponsorship. And everybody, I want you to bear with me. As a friend of the show, other friend of the show, Jimmy Pardo would say, strap it down, because here we go. Zomboobies! Exclamation point. Is a boobs to the wall horror comedy. It combines a love for insane Japanese horror movies with traditional creature effects, modern digital effects, comedy, action, drama, gore, and of course, boobies. I see. Uh, in conjunction with the awesome new full-length trailer, they've launched a Kickstarter to raise the funds to transform their insane trailer to a fully developed movie. Oh, I like, I don't understand. What do you it's mean? It's like breasts. You- it's like, I'm sorry, boobies. Boobies. It's like that. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, boobies. <laughs> oh, don't, I don't like that tone <laughs> at all. Uh, so t-shirts. Uh, okay, so here's, here's some prizes that you can get. You can get a t-shirt. 
Okay. You get posters. You could get killed in the movie by a zombie. I do not know how much money you need to contribute uh, for that. That's uh, a great prize. It yeah. is a fun. And That's really the, cool. Here's the thing. Uh, so we've actually been in contact with the, the director and, and producer of this. Uh, they know what they're doing. Like they know what they're doing. They know what they're making. It's clearly meant to be tongue in cheek and f- among other things. I would you assume. call a thing. Zomboobies. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you mean to tell me they're not taking the zomboobies thing seriously? Well, it's let me ask you this. This leads to a conversation that may go longer than uh, our sponsor intends. Uh, Piranha 3D. Sure. Or was it 3 double D? That's, that's an yeah. option. Um, like, those... I, I sometimes wonder, do you think the filmmakers were taking that completely seriously? I mean, obviously, there are things that are meant to be funny. Right. But do you think they actually find that funny? The because the humor could be considered like bro type humor, but their casting of say like a Paul Shear sure. implies that or they an Adam are, Scott or an Adam mm-hmm. Scott implies that they are holding themselves back a little bit from the from the humor. They're a little bit detached. Well, I guess it depends. It depends on what you mean by seriously, and it depends on what you mean by holding themselves back. Like, do you think that they like? For example, even the title uh, Piranha Three Double D. Do you think they genuinely like Three Double D funny, or do you think they're like heh? Three double D. That it's a, you know, it's the kind of thing that certain people would find funny. You're wondering if they're thinking, this is ridiculous. We know this is ridiculous. Yeah. Or if they're like badass. Y- yes, right. That's kind of my question. I would assume the former, not the latter. I would okay. imagine so. Yeah. I'm, okay. I, I guess I'm just being hopeful though, because they're they're yeah. ap- appealing to two types of film goers. One is the people going, that looks crazy. I'm going to go see that, and the people going, awesome. Yeah. yeah tits and eating stuff uh-huh. okay well and it would appear tits that and eating stuff is the name of my third <laughs> album by the way <laughs> um but uh who doesn't like a good round of eating stuff <laughs> no one i know no is one i any- want to know how much eating stuff is there in zombies uh well i'll say this uh if you pay enough money you can find out because you yourself will be killed and eaten oh i'd sure like that so um but yeah, so uh, and I've lo- I've watched the trailer. It looks genuinely fun, and with a, uh-huh. uh, a nice eye towards a certain type of production value that mm-hmm. I think uh, our uh, "What the fuck are you watching?" podcast friend over here would enjoy. It sounds like something I would at least watch. So <laughs> uh, the uh, breast puns aren't done yet. So um, so reach out, my fellow horror zombie booby lovers, and give zombies a squeeze. I like it. Just click on the banner ad at battleshippretension.com to help out. Zomboobies! Exclamation point. Boy, I am not. I'm just not getting any of these references. They're just all over my head. You know what? We'll talk later. I, okay. I've yeah. got some literature right. I can give mm-hmm. you. Okay. Um, good. You Very can, good. You can. I'm sure if you were to Google it, you'd find something. I just. I want to. I'm you sure give something me the literature would pop up. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Oh, I get. No. I, man, I'm still not ca- I'm still not tracking. You guys seem to be on the same page. I'm on a different page here. Have you ever like there's there's like birds, right? Sure. Uh-huh. And then there are like bees. Do you understand? Any okay, of that I'm stuff? tracking. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, they're different, but they're in the same world. Yeah, they're together. Right. Okay. Keep so going. When I was a kid, m- my dad sat me down and had to talk with me about uh-huh. animals and insects. I like talking and flowers and stuff. And I uh-huh. apparently knew about sex after that. Huh. So I don't. I think you need to have one of those. Oh, you know what? In retrospect, I get every joke you just said. Oh, wow. That was really quick. Yeah, that yeah. was really fast. How very strange that the word zomboobies is not the most ridiculous thing to have happened in the last few minutes. Isn't it? But, the, but we'll move on. So, uh, so yeah, check that out. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, very, I'm excited to be partnering with them. You'll, you'll hear more about them uh, over the next, uh, next few weeks. But 
We've got some. You know, we got stuff to talk about. Everybody, lots to talk about. All right, the eighty sixth Academy Awards. Thoughts. Almost as old as June Squibb. <laughs> well done. I thought she was eighty four. Yes, yeah, I believe she's slightly older yes. than June Squibb. Yeah. How did I lock on to that age? Yeah. It is odd. I, I also know she is eighty four. I think maybe that's a thing that they put out there. They're like, oh, it's her first nomination, and she's eighty four. I think right. it's. I think you guys are both just big Van Halen fans. That's true. I I don't know that. Is that a thing? Uh, Nineteen eighty four was a Van Halen album. Oh, it was also a book. It was also a year that I was born. Not a year I was born. <laughs> Come on, don't you guys yeah. know the year I was born? Yeah, you've lost me. Sorry, guys. Um, eighty two over here. Eighty three. Look at us, boy. All in a row. We're all friends. Two, three, four. <laughs> um, so okay. Uh, the Oscars, okay. Uh, maybe, you know what? I'll lead off. Uh, I'm well, ho- tell, can, I'm can I ask, how, how would you like to do this? Do you want us to do sort of quick hitting things we like, things we disliked, or do we want to go in the order of the show? I will say, I first off, general statement, positive or negative, did you enjoy it, did you not? And then we will get... Uh, All right, I'll go first. Okay, Jason, hit it. Hit me. All right. I, With I, words. I really enjoyed uh, the show, mm-hmm. but I think that... I, I do also feel like the show was lacking in terms of a sort of spectacle element that a lot of past shows have had. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny. I, I am not someone... I did not really enjoy Ellen's first hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a little bit dull and a little bit sort of like just placating. I thought she was really sharp tonight. I really enjoyed all the humor. I just wish that could have been paired with... Um, with a little bit more spectacle that sort of the Oscars are known for. And that, frankly, I enjoy from the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, as silly as that is, I am someone who... I, I love the Oscars. I love watching the show. Um, so so the show itself, I thought, was really was was really good. Uh, I do wish there had been some surprises in terms of who the winners were. But that's not anything the host can, right. can control. Right. So, and that is the Unless kind of they thing. can. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I do feel like they've got veto power, right? Sure, I assume <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, Kyle, your thoughts. I, I sort of agree with what Jason was saying. Like, I, I really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was very funny. I thought m- most of the bits were at least enjoyable to watch. The the, the stars seemed to get into it, which I think is important. Yeah. Uh, especially because, like you were saying, uh, last time Ellen hosted, she was out in the audience and people were like not interested in talking to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she she didn't shy away from doing that again this year. Um, but people seemed they were. I mean, a lot of the nominees were younger, and they seemed yeah. to be more into it. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, who directed the Oscars this year? Do we even know? I don't know. They actually. made a big deal out of it last year because it was Bill Condon last year, wasn't it? Was, was the it last year or the year before? Years, anyway, whatever yeah. year he directed was really like. There's lots of stuff going on, and there's lots of um, you know dance numbers, or I mean, or, yeah. that was, was a few years two, ago. Was two years ago Hugh Jackman, or was that three? That was three. Three, I believe. That was yes. three. And I think that's when it was Bill Condon, right? Yeah. Uh, Whichever one that was, but it was just a bunch of musical numbers. It was a bunch of big show pieces and things like that. Um, And there was like... That was when they had uh, Cirque du Soleil. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And even like, I I liked all the the Oscar nominated songs. I always like that. Um, But like Pharrell's, and I guess his was the only one that lent itself to a performance but that was like there was actual people on stage doing things yeah dancing around how does let it go not lend itself to a dance or at least some sort of interpretive uh yeah you know whatever you call that 
And I guess bandana twirling. That's not the word. But I perhaps, <laughs> perhaps they want. Perhaps Mustache they wanted to focus. Maybe they wanted to focus on just. I mean, she has such a powerful voice. Oh yeah, for Marzell. sure. Yeah, people associate that song with her and her alone. Right, and and it is all about. Eh, but it's such a spectacle in the film. Yeah, she's yeah. It's so, building all that yeah, nice it's sculptures and things. Far, yeah. It's far and away the best part of that movie. I agree. Um, and so to to not be able to match that in terms of any sort of spectacle, yeah. I thought was maybe a missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I'm sorry, Kyle, continue. No, that's about – that's – you know, I was just kind of reiterating what Jason was saying. It was a kind of boring to watch Oscars, but it was a fun to listen to Oscars. Were you were you bored watching? It? I wasn't bored, but it, okay. it was like there's not much to look at. If that makes okay, any sense, yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed watching it. I, this was probably one of my favorites for the last you know few years, and but because it was uh, funny and and people were into it, and um, I think everybody for the most part gave the speeches were good mm-hmm. and um, uh, only slightly pretentious, but hey, what, <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, it's the Oscars, but um, uh, we'll get into it a little bit more. So I thought the presenters. Most of them were duds this year. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I, th- I don't know if that was a design thing because it seemed like Ellen's doing her funny bit, and then they come out and there's nothing funny. Like Jim Carrey kind of riffed. Uh, I loved that. That was yeah, great. I liked that, but that was early on, and then by the end, it was just like, hey, these are two people. Don't even attempt to have banter. Let's yeah. just go right into it. And then, like some of those real moments, like with Charlize Theron and, and Chris Hemsworth, that was like, oh, great, they can lighten up. And here's why that worked and why, like, uh, Jim Carrey worked and that sort of thing is that the show sort of became an extension of Ellen herself uh, in that, yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of her hosting the first time. I didn't have very high hopes this time around. But she won me over because her – I, I used to focus on how she really just – wants to be pleasant and not really <laughs> make waves or anything. But that's not true. I think I was I think I was looking at it the wrong way. She wants to be personable, which often mm. means personal. And so she goes out into the audience and does the pizza thing to a certain extent from a like when she's by herself, it didn't really get a lot of laughs. Then once started people once people start getting involved. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they started like saying, yeah, I'll, I'll have one. Or like when Harrison Ford takes the pizza slice or, and then goes back for his napkin. Yeah. Uh, and then people giving her money and making little jokes themselves, the selfie thing, like all of that was to sort of give people a peek behind the scenes and recognize this is fun for these people too. Yeah. Uh, and so anytime, anytime like the nature of an award show kicked in and you have like a presenter who's just reading at best like they vague, vague banter yeah like uh then you're just like oh yeah we're doing this again and then when there's a real moment between chris hemsworth and charlie's then you're like oh right yeah that's what it is yeah mm-hmm. and and so that made it first off i would say that tone does not lend itself to spectacle so i feel like you wind up having to do one or the other with a host like ellen sure but um but yeah it's uh i wound up enjoying i wound up enjoying it and and you do kind of it sounds Silly, but you do sort of feel like you're there. You really do feel kind of invited into it rather than it being this. It is indeed a ceremony, but uh, it feels like it wants you to be a part of the fun as opposed to sit back and watch all these people put on a show that you could never be a part yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Like, And I know that we don't want to get too specific at the moment, but I will. Um, that selfie thing worked so well because in the end it was actually tweeted. 
Yeah. It was actually put out there, and it made for a fun photo that, yes, it's full of celebrities, but it's not unlike a photo that you would that you and your friends would do when you got together. Yeah. And so it just felt like a bunch of friends hanging out together. Like I looked at that. I went and looked at the tweeted photo, and it was just little things like, oh, these two are married. Brad Pitt and Kevin Spacey, they were in a movie a long time ago together. Like just looking at these weird relationships like – Winner, 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 nominee, you know, yeah. it's like, and here's the relative of one of them. <laughs> right, yeah. anything. It just had this nice it welcoming cuts, it quality. It cuts the tension. It's like, yeah. I, I felt like so much the Oscars takes, I mean, Hollywood always takes itself so seriously and award ceremonies, the peak of that. And the Oscars always seem, because they always say, uh, the Golden Globes, that's when they have fun. But the Oscars is very serious. And it, it comes across, even though jokey stuff in some Oscars, it's very po-faced and very like, yeah. no, we are the greatest <laughs> generation yeah. that's not what i meant to say um, yeah. um back when tom brokaw hot, yeah, hosted yeah. right boy are the greatest generation that's richard nixon that's what's happening nixon. it's very late at night um but I, I just felt like that was just like yeah we're hanging out it's just a bunch of these are all fun people mm-hmm. yeah uh who are fine like you get a sense like yeah charlize theron is, or theron i don't know how she pronounces it is funny chris hemsworth is funny mm-hmm. they weren't allowed to be funny on those things it's like because Ellen was taking so much time doing her bits, they kind of just wanted to be like, all right, no bits from people. And I feel like that's part of what I enjoy is seeing like uh, a bit between Jennifer Garner and Benedict Cumberbatch would have been funny, but like they they were like super serious all the time. Yeah. I want to go back to, to, to get specific. And even though we're, we're starting sort of, I guess, maybe in the middle of the show, but yeah, I'm finally jumping around a little bit. I think that selfie thing, even though the show didn't have a lot of spectacle, that selfie thing is one of the most unique um, Oscar experiences. Yeah, like that has never been done. Mm-mm. Where the 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 stars are getting up out of their seats, they're interacting with one another, they're interacting with the host. They are having so much fun in a ceremony that can often feel, especially as you sort of get into the uh, sort of the swing of the ceremony, can mm-hmm. just feel like. Presenter award, presenter award. Yeah. Let's keep it going in memoriam. Yeah. Um, as much as I love in memoriam, but that was it. It just was this. It felt alive. Mm-hmm. It felt so alive and so fresh in a way that I that it felt like, like you guys said, like friends hanging out. Yeah. And it felt like people, like these big stars, like if if you want to talk about like how the big stars are just people like you and I, that is a great way. That is a perfect example of all of these stars. You look at the faces they're making. Oh yeah. It's, it's just these great sort of having fun faces and the, the, the ability to, of of Ellen's persona to inspire that in others. I really think that her persona inspires that her comfort with herself Mm -hmm. inspires that in them. And the fact that she is so at ease, puts them at ease and the fact that she is i mean she she actually tried i I thought one of the funniest bits in there that didn't work out was she tried to get meryl streep to step out of the picture even though she had initiated it by (laughs) starting with meryl streep uh which would have been funny but she's so at ease and she's so herself that all of a sudden julia roberts is making jokes and then she's inviting other people in i I really loved that. I I love that so much. I love the picture so much, and I just loved watching that so much. I loved watching, uh, and it's sort of the same in uh, to jump around a little bit more in Feral Williams. 
I think that's his name. He, Pharrell. He did, Pharrell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did the song for Despicable Me mm-hmm. Too. And you saw Meryl Streep and Amy Adams and Lupita Nyong'o get up and start dancing with him. And just mm-hmm. that sort of interaction, uh, I really loved that. I mm-hmm. really loved seeing the the uh, the stars kind of enjoying themselves. Yeah. I really thought that was one of the things I, I, I enjoyed most about this show. There was something of an equalizer quality to it where – to go back to the selfie, but it can apply to any number of the things where it's like, it's like, yes, this, uh, this guy, you know, Brad Pitt's in it, one of the highest paid actors and, and definitely a movie star as is Angelina Jolie, whose face is covered by the way, by, I think Ellen or, or one or no, by uh, Lupita Nyong'o's, uh, uh, brother. brother yeah. And just like biggest star in the world. And then like, and here's Jared Leto, who's not that big of a star, but he just won. Here's like Jennifer Lawrence, who's like a, a huge star. Here's Kevin Spacey, who his whose career has taken on a new, like, and yeah. it doesn't matter in that moment. It's just a bunch of people, yes, celebrities, but it doesn't matter. It's just people having fun, and pay grade yeah. doesn't matter, lead supporting doesn't matter, character actor, movie star doesn't matter. Yeah, it's about let's have fun in a photo. Yeah, yeah. that's all it's about. I just think that's so neat. Yeah, that, I wonder about things like like, like these kind of ceremonies because uh, nominees, especially the like more famous nominees, are all kind of sat near each other, you know, rows of, only rows apart. Mm-hmm. And I, I think w- there has to be a moment where two very famous people are sitting that close to each other. Maybe they've never met, but they're both like, "Hey, we're really famous, the two of us." Yeah, yeah. how are you? Do- like, you just have that familiarity already. I would imagine, uh, uh, which is just something that's like baffling to me, just to know who each other are. And yet, never have spoken before. Yeah, like that's that's such a an odd thing that can only happen with like colleagues, essentially, even though they've never like mm-hmm. worked together or anything. Yeah, or like uh, if you've ever, if anyone's ever listened to the commentary on Seven that has Fincher and Brad Pitt, and I think Morgan Freeman separately. Yeah. Uh, when Spacey shows up, Pitt talks about like the scene in the car between him and him and Spacey. He talks about like Spacey coming in. They didn't really have much interaction, and Spacey, he said, just owned him on that day. So to see the two of them at such different points now, I mean, from that point, Spacey has become a two-time Academy Award winner, Mm -hmm. then kind of fallen out of favor, now found his footing again with this show, and Brad Pitt has just, his stars just risen. Like, yeah. And that, turned in a particularly bad performance in 12 Years a Slave. Right. Very exciting. And he still like, won an Oscar, man. I exactly. Can't believe it. I can't exactly. believe it. That much history taking place in the, that span of time. And, you know, who knows how much interaction they've had in the meantime. Right. But they're both in the picture, like you said. And there's just all this stuff between them that we can sort of speculate about, which yeah. is really fun and really enjoyable. And it's it's one of those things that I, I realize we're we're kind of uh, not harping, but we're really focusing on the selfie thing. And here's why: that's what I'm going to remember. Yeah, from yeah. this oh, yeah. ceremony. Certainly, uh, some things here and there, but I will never forget that. Like they're making, uh, she said, like we made Oscar history not because not merely because it was the most retweeted thing, which I thought was awesome, but yeah. also because, like uh, Kyle, like I like I think you said. They've never done this type of thing before. It's something that's very of the time right mm-hmm. now. And she's incorporating it into this. And the nature of social media is that, as I as I was talking about earlier, like uh, with the, taking the photo itself, the nature of social media is that it is something of an equalizer. Like yeah. Twitter, like I have a Twitter – all three of us have a Twitter account as does – 
you know, any Ellen DeGeneres. Num- <laughs> as does Ellen DeGeneres. Now, admittedly, hers is a li- has a few more followers. Yeah, and she's verified. As you, as you and I were talking about before the show, she's verified. She's verified. You know, um, <laughs> but uh, as does Spacey. How many of those stars have Twitters? I don't think Streep does. Well, I know Streep Pitt, said that she'd never even Pitt been does her. not. Yeah, Jolie Boy, surely this, doesn't. This is a whole other topic. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Who That's has a, Twitter? I'm derailing. But it's just it's it's all very, it's all very personal and of the moment and it i don't know it just felt like and by people retweeting it they got to be a part of it mm-hmm. yeah because the right. point of it was to retweet yeah and if you do it you're one of the people yeah yeah you contributed to it being retweeted so many times i did it oh really yeah yeah, yeah. on the show I, I checked to see and I, I i don't follow ellen sorry ellen <laughs> who's an avid fan of battleship pretension um <laughs> Uh, and I found, and it just was like, yeah, I'm retweeted. It's like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I join yeah. in this thing? It's a communal thing. Even though the three of us were in a room full of people having a good time, it's like, yeah, I'll check in and see what the internet's up to. Oh, yeah. there are a million people retweeting this thing. Great. Mm-hmm. I want to be one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I had been more positive on Twitter just in general. Like, I like to make my jokes. Uh, but for the most part, uh, like yourselves, I I enjoyed the ceremony. It was very pleasant, very personable, and just a all around a good t- there weren't a whole lot of cringeworthy moments there's usually about four or five in an oscar show there were a few um, there were a few there were a few yes um i i think the big one for me and this has a lot to do with and you know all the oscars are always about celebrating the past which is fine right i think that's you know they're always talking about the history of cinema and things like that so there were definitely a lot of uh but i think everybody over 60 was high like that right every single person maybe that not came sydney poitier Oh no, that's yeah, probably not Sidney Poitier. But, but he, I mean, he just talks slow, more slowly. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, I didn't have a problem with him though, like because yeah. he's he's old and clearly it takes him a, a little bit to get going yeah. into a sentence, which is fine. But it's like uh, Harrison Ford, clearly high. Good God <laughs> in heaven! Uh, no one, yeah, and like Sally Field seemed kind of out of it. And uh-huh. It was just like what's happening? And, uh, Kim Novak. Kim Novak. Oh, a little rough. Geez. I felt real bad for, I mean, yeah. no one else but Matthew McConaughey I think could have handled that well because <laughs> he respects his mother. So he clearly respects right. yeah. Yeah. older ladies. And he was like, do you want to give this one a try? And she's like, I'd like to. <laughs> like, well, Kim, you are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was kind of a, that thing between, uh, it was Angelina Jolie and, and Sidney Poitier and just like, and yeah, that's right. he was going and, and there was a moment when I think she said, do you want to, do you want me to do, take this one? And he says, uh, yes. Yeah. And just, it's a nice little moment where everyone is acknowledging like, yeah, he's not as young as he used to be. It takes him a while to say things. Mm-hmm. And by her asking and him saying yes, it makes everything okay. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to her being like, it's your turn, Sydney. Yeah. Right. Now we're all going to stand here while you try to get this out. Yeah. And you know, th- this is what, while he was speaking, because it, like I said, it takes him a little longer. She was, I was actually really impressed by her. She's such a, she's such a pro. She just looked forward and put on a great face mm-hmm. and didn't look like, Oh no, what's going on. He's yeah. taking a long time. Yeah. She just held the face to give him the opportunity to do whatever he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was kind of, yeah, impressed by how she handled that. Yeah. What was it? Was it a year or two years ago when, um, Kirk Douglas was on? That was a couple years ago. Was that when uh, the two hosts, was that when uh, Anne Hathaway and Franco hosted? I believe so, because I think he wound up giving the award to Melissa Leo for The Fighter. Okay. Is that what it was? I don't re- I don't, I don't recall, but I do recall he was up there by himself. And even though it took him a little while to speak, he was just awesome. He's Yeah. yeah. He was so funny. 
yeah. you can tell his mind is still sharp. It just takes his body a little longer to yeah. keep up with it. Yeah. And maybe one of the reasons that happens because he was alone and there was nobody yeah. that had to try to bounce. But I was off glad he. I was so no, I, glad he was alone. No, yeah. that's what I mean. Like when you, if if you were to have, if you were to pair him with somebody that's like younger, then that person might not have completely known what to do. But if you leave it to him, if you leave it to him, he knows what he's capable of. Yeah, he knows how long he needs. And it just it, that worked well to me, but uh, for me. But there are some people who said that that moment with Kirk Douglas was very awkward uh, a mm. few years ago. And well, so, that's like some people just think you know, people being old are awkward, and you know yeah. there there's that kind of you know oh god, this how long is this going to take? Right. Yeah. Well, you just you you have a sense of worry for yeah. them. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. it's and it's also this not necessarily a judgment thing, but it's this acknowledgement that like oh this is. This is the guy from Spartacus. It's like he's not what he used to be, yeah, and now right. let's all. Now this is a reminder of it. It's mm-hmm. like I like movies because they're. I can always think of them that way, but now I can't. Thanks a lot, yeah. reality. <laughs> but it's just. Uh, but yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. The, the the Kim Novak thing was was rough. Harrison Ford. It was just. It, <laughs> does he want to be anywhere? anymore i don't, I don't think I feel so like he was i mean how fast did he grab that slice of pizza <laughs> you know what i mean like he's like i just want to be home eating food and right. i mean his double earrings he doesn't have two earrings anymore does he i, I, I think know. he just i think he scaled back to yeah just was ally mcbeal with him i didn't yeah I didn't, she was there i thought I saw him so. for half a second yeah uh yeah he was close to flockhart i think is her name so glassy eyed like he was just so not making any sense it was mm-hmm. nuts. And then uh, uh, our pal, we know him, uh, John Travolta, saying, and now... He in, was so in a, good. In a Zinza. Oh, what? my God. What? You sounded like you knew who she was and everything. What happened? He did so well up to that moment. In a Zinza is what in he said. A, a Zinza. And then like, was like, backed away, like, I've said what I need to say. Right. <laughs> Sing. My hairpiece and I will move over here. Yeah. Thank you very much. Heavens to Betsy. Like, it's yeah. not like he can't they trot him out a lot. Uh, like, uh, he, he, I mean, he feels like Hollywood royalty he, to me. It's like, yeah, he's one of, I mean, he's a, like Will Smith, huge box office draw. He's been around yeah. so long, even though he is nothing that, that he used to be. Yeah. I mean, his, I don't know. He's got, he's got a reputation that feels Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I, I actually kind of like seeing him. I'd like seeing him more if, like, he was in something good. I know. In the last yeah. few years, but that's that's just me. What has he even been in? You're I mean, searching. Hairspray, of course, but no, he was of course. he was, he was in, in Killing the, Season. That's yeah. What the hell was that? That was him and him and De Niro. Yeah. Um, he had a horrible beard in it. That was a movie. I uh, he was in a. Uh, from Paris, from with Paris love. with love. Yeah. Speaking wow. of horrible beards, he was in Taking Pelham One Two Three. That's right. You know, I, I thought he was pretty. Okay I kind of, I kind of liked, I, I kinda liked I that movie. That I movie. thought him and Denzel worked together yeah. pretty well. Um, is that the one where the train doesn't stop? Oh no, sorry, that's unstoppable. No, you're thinking of sp- the end of Speed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm taller. I uh, love that line. It's, <laughs> sure. I also, sure. I also love the line when Hopper's on the train and uh, uh, Sandra Bullock, now uh, American Sweetheart, or one of them, or there's a hundred of them. They were uh, all there tonight. Yeah. But when she is going to like let the clicker go and blow them all up, and he goes, uh-oh, uh-oh, and he takes the clicker. <laughs> I love that. My friends and I quote that all the time. <laughs> Not you guys. I hate you guys. The, yeah. way, the way you do it, it sounds a little Rain Manny, but Uh-oh, uh- uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, it's really funny. Definitely don't do it. Don't don't do it. <laughs> definitely explode. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, so, he was in Savages. 
Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he Which was, is a film I forget exists until yeah. someone says the name of it. He was not particularly good in that. But, you know, he did have a, I mean, Wild Hogs, even though it was a few years, it was 2007. Oh, that yeah. was, that made a lot of money. And then Old Dogs did okay too, right? I don't recall. But is that not the same film? <laughs> it's, that's just a more <laughs> Old Dogs and Wild Hogs. Yeah. Old Dogs was a movie that they actually Green kept. Green Frogs. That's the third one. It's coming out <laughs> soon, right? Was that Paul Thomas Anderson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Old Dogs was a movie they kept on the shelf because of Bernie Mac for a long time. Oh, actually. that's right. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> I don't think it did well. Okay. Well, that's a win. That's a win for Hollywood. That's Good a win job, for everyone. society. <laughs> um, the Mac contingent did not come out for that one. <laughs> <laughs> the Mac contingent. Isn't that – I believe that's a show on Fox News, right? <laughs> Um, okay. I thought it was a Showtime drama. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's see. I'm trying to think. Are there any? Do you remember any particular uh, jokes or any or any lines that really? Or you know, uh, at the moment we'll stick to jokes. We'll move into like meaningful things that might have been said in a moment. But right now, any like lines that really stuck with you? Um. I mean, not real. I mean. Ellen is just funny. Like she, she has those kind of like throwaway, yeah, jo- you know, like uh, not even jokes, but just kind of, yeah, I just walked out, you know, like yeah. she, she kind of undercuts herself, and yeah. I think that's very funny. And when she like looks off stage, she's like anyone, there's no one back, there. there's no one back, there. <laughs> or like when she comes out after the uh, the uh, the pink performance, mm-hmm. and as Glinda, and everyone kind of laughs at that, and she's like, so I'm I'm just gonna do it myself. You had the all right. I'm done. Like it's <laughs> yeah. just so funny. <laughs> And one of my favorite jokes is a nonverbal one where she just shows up on stage with a guitar like Karen, like the Karen o, yeah. evoking Karen. Oh, she does not play it. She does not. She does not sing. She does not make reference to it. She merely presents the next presenter <laughs> and then gets up and walks on right. stage. I love that. It seemed like, so, I don't know. I feel like somebody might've gotten fired over that, but what a way to go. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought a, a good joke. One of my favorite jokes from the beginning was, uh, she was pointing out all the old people, and then she said, and there is a Liza Minnelli impersonator. <laughs> like, uh, that is an amazing costume, sir. <laughs> the fact that she said, sir. Yeah. She, I thought that was – what I loved about her this year was that she was willing to be uh, playfully cutting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, th- I think that goes such a long way yeah. to kind of – Putting people at ease while also kind of taking the piss out of the the, the overall ceremony. Yeah. I, I Which is what I like. Joke. And yeah. I was not expecting That's, from her. To no, me either. Yeah. Yeah, I really expected something kind of just really placating and tepid. She made a yeah. joke that everyone has been making for a long time, including me. And she made a joke which basically says either 12 Years a Slave wins or we're all racist. Right. Like it, it, she made a – it was better structured than that. But like it's like, ah, that – that's like a John Stewart hosting type of joke. Mm-hmm. And it surprised me that she made it. Um, but it worked. I liked it a lot. Yeah. You know, I think, and I read an interview with her the first time she hosted, it really felt like an extension of her talk show. Mm-hmm. And she did an interview that said, she's not going to dance this year. And she said, you know, I don't need to dance every single time I host something. My, my TV audience gets that enough. They, they get that, you mm-hmm. know, five days a week or whatever. Um, so she said, I, I, I don't need to do that. Uh, and I thought this year really showed an improvement of that. I would gladly see her as a host again. I thought she was really funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it took her. I think it took her one to realize. All right, I need to adapt to the event, not event adapt. Uh, right, adapt the event to me. Well, seven years ago was the last time she hosted, right? Two thousand seven. Wow. No, two thousand. Uh, yes, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, and that was the Oscars w- for two thousand six. R- right. So yeah, you're right. That was right around the time that her show started, wasn't it? Huh. Like maybe she'd only be doing it for a couple of years, but so yeah. like she was like, "This is why they hired me to do this." Uh huh. And now she's been doing it for such a long time, like everybody likes her already. So now she can kind of just do what she does because her stand up is is generally more biting than her talk show was at least at the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now she's just kind of like you know, it's like I mean, like That's a great Jimmy point. Fallon just took over the tonight the Tonight Show, and I remember that when he took over Late Night, and it's like, boy, he is green. And then mm-hmm. like. He's a pro on the Tonight Show because he's been basically just doing it nonstop for however long it's been. So it, it makes me wonder if they had brought David Letterman back because he absolutely turned that into a version of his show. Yeah. If they had brought him back, not that they are ever going to, but um, if they had, I wonder how that would have turned out. Would he have? He doesn't strike me as the most adaptable person. I feel like he would yeah. just try to do the same thing again. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's been doing the same thing since 1984 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, again, 84. Hey, there's a, yeah, there's a book about that. Um, <laughs> and apparently an album by uh, Van Halen. You got it. All right. I learned uh, something. I also thought it was funny. You know, the pizza jokes, the the first, so she, there's one bit where she's saying, who wants pizza? Who's hungry? Yeah. yeah. Then the second where she's saying, uh, you know, here's the pizza. They're passing it out. And then yeah. the third where she's collecting money. Yeah. I thought in the second one where she goes like, okay, we got to tip this guy. Where's Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. yeah. And like, then when she's collecting money, Harvey throws in $200. Yeah. I think. And he makes a point of saying $200. <laughs> yeah, too. Of course, course he, does. he does. Right. <laughs> but then she's walking down and she's getting more money. And then Brad Pitt throws in 20 bucks and she's like $20, Brad. <laughs> and he's like, ugh. And he pulls out more. I, I thought know, that was great. Because he had more. He had yeah. more in different that pockets so and stuff. so funny. So yeah. weird. He had more money on it, but he wasn't going to give it yeah. at first. Why does Brad Pitt hold back? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's like, I'm a little strapped <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm o- I only... <laughs> Live in an island in France or wherever the hell you live <laughs> that is made of money that is that is floating. Yeah, right. actually. And then of course Kevin Spacey gives her forty. And he's like, "That's that's for you." Yes, yeah. <laughs> which was a nice thing. Man, Spacey, Spacey rocked. Spacey is just a fucking pro, and is he this, is so good. All right, I will I will uh, hearken back to a conversation you and I had at Denny's a week or two ago, in which we he's said, talking to me, friend of the show, yes, Jason Egan. I'm sorry, I don't go to Denny's with Kyle, not yet. You we've, play, gone, we've gone before. We have, yes. But uh, not often to the home Denny's, what I call my home Denny's. <laughs> I've never, I've, you know what? I've never been to the home Denny's. <laughs> oh, see, so you can't, so well, you don't know about the remodel. It's been remodeled. We've had a lot of conversation about this, maybe yeah. two hours worth. Okay, keep yes, going. Yes, that is yeah. not the conversation that I wanted to reference, but I'm glad we worked it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, you and I had a conversation that David and I have had on the show many, many times, which is who would be a great Oscar host. And then there are a number of criteria that we, that we went through. And, uh, I forget which one of us suggested Kevin Spacey. Uh, but after, and it's like, and I'm not a hundred percent sure if he'd be just, just amazing or up for it. But after tonight, it's like, he could do it. If, if like, he could be a, a re- at least a reasonably good and funny Oscar host. Oh, I yeah. think he could have he could have done quite well. Well, and keep in mind he he can sing. He did the Bobby Darren movie, yeah, which is not a very good movie, but that album where he covers Bobby Darren songs mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah, uh, so he's got a showmanship quality, but he's even 
he's a, even a little bit more old Hollywood than someone like Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And he's funnier than Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got – he. I mean he's kind of like Carson to yeah. me. It, it, uh, that's how kind of how I think of him. And he can do a good Carson too. Yeah. yeah. He, he's uh, an amazing impressionist. Yeah, he's, he's really – yes, he could do – I, I've seen him do Clinton. He's he does Jack Lemmon. Like he, he does a, a crazy good William Hurt, and that is a strange <laughs> pull. Yeah, but he's really good at that. Yeah, there's the, the, I I don't remember who said this. I, th- I think it might have been uh, Jimmy Pardo. It's like there is nothing better than when somebody does an impression of a person that you didn't know had mannerisms. Uh, yeah, and then, and then you hear and you're like, holy shit! Like I don't know. Like for example, Ben Stiller was doing a Tom Cruise impression back before we assumed. Back before we really knew Tom Cruise had a lot of mannerisms. Yeah. Then you right. see someone doing like, I guess I was way off. This guy is just nothing but mannerisms. He's just a human tick. Uh, and so <laughs> How are Tom Cruise, Ben Stiller, and Jason Schwartzman not in something together where they're playing three generations or something? I mean, that just needs to happen. Um, but yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed Kevin Spacey. I tell you who I actually enjoyed, and we mentioned him earlier, I enjoyed Jim Carrey. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I like that he came out and started with, don't patronize me. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, yeah. I just really liked that. Did a bunch of his old-timey shtick, like made faces. Yeah. Did a Bruce Dern impersonation. Awesome. Which Bruce was Dern. great for yeah. no reason at all. I thought they were going to be talking about Bruce Dern. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Just an aside. I love that he says, not so easy being on this side of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and actually, he presented – it was an odd – for no particular reason that I'm aware of. They picked a theme to their montages, and it seemed to be heroes. Yeah, yeah. And well, they've done Ellen, that. And Ellen mentioned that at the very beginning. But like, did they say why that was a theme for the evening? No, I, I, no, they didn't. But yeah. just that this is a time where she feels like people need heroes. Yeah. I assumed that it was Ellen saying like, "I want there to be something uplifting about this ceremony." Yeah, and and I think that's I think it's fine, partially because I thought the montages were really good. Um, specifically, uh, specifically that within the 45 seconds to a minute that we, that each one was, uh, there was actually something of an arc and like, they found like, Oh, like when the animated ones, here's here, they are falling quite literally falling. Right. Um, and they're at their lowest point and then they rise back up and it's like within that month. Oh, I did not even notice that. That's a, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And just like, and so within that short span you see like the sort of the hero's journey as we so often Hmm. see it in movies so i liked that and it it worked well i always i feel like they tend not to and i recognize they're trying to court a younger audience but i feel like maybe they're not incorporating enough um like enough older heroes and animated films like there's plenty of heroes like like animated heroes from the from before 1990 and they had one or two, but for the most part, stuff that came out in like the last I mean, there was Pan, a they had who else? A Dumbo. They had Dumbo. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of Pixar, but yeah. that's, I guess, to be expected. Um, I can't remember if there was a whole lot of others. You know, Shrek, I guess. I don't know. They are trying to appeal to younger audiences, yeah. which I guess is their thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's not a huge beef of mine. It's just something I, I happen to notice. Yeah. It's not like Disney doesn't have a whole lot of back catalog that we can go through. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't think I, – I like the animation one. I, I didn't think the superheroes one was particularly good, especially how it ended. It just seemed – it well, seemed a little bit lazy to go with like the what was it the Costner monologue from Superman? Yeah, well, there was yeah. a lot of Man of Steel in that. There which was a lot irritated of me. Oh, it was, yeah. the, it was the uh, Russell Crowe monologue. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. It's. Did you guys know that he was meant for greater things? 
Was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And especially, did they incorporate any Christopher Reeve? No. No, they didn't. That that bothers me a little bit. Yeah, because that seems like the kind of thing where people are like, oh, Christopher Reeve, that's right. You know, he was kind of like a real-life hero. Right, especially yeah. in terms of the, the Oscar is, like you said, so much about his, the history of movies. Yeah. Um, they had but, a few different John Waynes in there. A few yeah. different John they had Waynes. The Searchers and, um, and uh, True Grid. Yeah. Did they have? They had a little bit of uh, Robin Hood. Did yeah, they, they had. They, have, they had like one shot Errol of, Flynn? of Errol Flynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah they, okay. They did. Yeah. So I was glad they incorporated that. Yeah. I didn't see the shadow anywhere in there. Nor did I see the Phantom or Dark Man or the Rocketeer. I was told Affleck was the bombing Phantom. So mm, different it's, Phantom. Thank you for listening. We'll get you next time. <laughs> um, um, have you ever seen Phantoms, though, for sure? Yeah. For reals? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have. I know you have. Yes, Jason. Of course I did. I, that was back when I was a huge... I mean, I am a huge Leah Schreiber fan, mm. but I first saw him in Scream 2 mm-hmm. as Cotton Weary. Yeah. Weary the convicted murderer, name. yeah. That's right. 100% Cotton. <laughs> yeah. That's his show, Well, right? this was before number three came out. This Sorry. was in 97 when two came out. And uh, he was in Phantom, so I really wanted to see it. Man, Ben Affleck was in Phantoms. That was Ben Affleck's career at one yeah. point yep. in 1997. He was, he, was Peter O'Toole. He I got believe. right. Peter O'Toole, not hardly in that movie. Top build, fine. Ben Affleck, the lead, gets an and credit. The was weirdest he? thing I've wow. ever seen in my life. I don't life. remember that. I was in eighth grade. If nothing else, Peter O'Toole gets the and, just for being Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Once again... In an Oscars episode, we are talking about Phantoms. I don't know how it has happened. <laughs> that's, year. that's four years in a row. <laughs> Dean Koontz's Phantoms. I right. am now absolutely going to try and make that happen every year. Um, <laughs> you will not remember I'm, at all. I I'm sorry. weird stuff like that. Right. I know we were talking about the... If we want to finish on that, but I just thought Peter O'Toole, we could move on to the in memoriam. Sure, yeah, yeah. Sure. which I thought was I thought was really lovely. I was thinking to myself, boy, this is a really good in memoriam, and then I realized it's because really famous and good people died, which is really yeah. sad. But did you did you feel like this is this is the result of of us getting a little bit older? Yeah, well, it's oh, just sure. a, a whole bunch of people. Like Peter O'Toole, like Maximilian Schell, like at some uh, point history ends. Two of my favorite writers passed away, and I didn't even realize it. That both Elmore Leonard and Richard Matheson died in the same yeah. year. I mean, like I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I knew that they were all dead. It wasn't like one of those. I was wondering, I was like, is, are they going to show anybody that I just didn't know died? Mm-hmm. Um, which they didn't do, but uh, uh, I was. I, it, you kind of just remember, oh man, all of these people died in this one calendar year, or you know. It was shocking the number of people I that I recognized yeah. and identified with and, and mm-hmm. felt a little moved by. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an interesting thing because, you know, you mentioned this idea of like we as as an audience is getting older. You notice, all right, I took notice of a of a couple, uh obviously Peter O'Toole, but then also Maximilian Shell. And it's like, yeah. all right, so Peter O'Toole is in Lawrence of Arabia. And and within a couple of years of that, I don't remember on which side. I think it was two years before Maximilian Schell had won Best Actor for Judgment at Nuremberg. So it's like these actors who were young and uh, dynamic and leading men in the '60s are now getting to the age where they are passing away. I hate to say it, Sidney Poitier is getting there. Yeah, well, Kirk Douglas, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like, so now it's in a few years. Like you know, you notice Gene Hackman doesn't work anymore been a while since i've seen nicholson in anything duval. like duval like now the 70s guys are going to start going in that direction yeah yeah uh, which is to say like guys who came to prominence in the 70s um 
And yeah, so it's like, not going to be that long before we're seeing Pacino and De Niro. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and that's and that is to me uh, quite sad. And and it was hit home because I was very happy. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I was very happy they included Roger Ebert. Me too. Um, there's no yeah. rule necessarily that they need to. He's not a part of the Academy. No. Um, and uh, and it is the In Memoriam is uh, it's a very special thing when you grow up watching movies and when you are now an adult who loves movies and you look at the in more and you're like, wow, these people really shaped me and, yeah. and the mm-hmm. movies that I love. Yeah. And so like when I think of Roger Ebert, like I, somebody tweeted a, a photo or put on Facebook, a photo of him and Gene Siskel. And I was like, Oh, they're both gone. Yeah. Like I was, it's like, I was used to Gene Siskel being gone. Now Ebert's gone. Now Siskel and now there will be an entire generation of people who don't know what Siskel and Ebert means. Mm-hmm. And that was so you know, formative for me just as, and that's the thing, like their legacy, I think will not necessarily go away. Lawrence of Arabia is never going away. No, people will always know Peter O'Toole. Um, but like, uh, but Roger Ebert, I feel like film students will remember Roger Ebert and that yeah. might be it. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel kind of bad about that, yeah, but I was happy that they know the two thumbs up thing anymore. Like, yeah, I would imagine young people younger people than us obviously just won't know what that means yeah i mean they'll they'll know the term but they don't know they won't know where it originated from yeah but yeah so uh so yeah the in memoriam it was really well put together there was that initial um thing with james gandolfini where they started to the audience started to clap and then clearly didn't and then you can't you can't do it yeah so um i will say i and this is just a personal thing of really not liking the song but I think it was fine that Ben. I I'm really glad they didn't have a song during the during, memori- sure, yeah. mm-hmm. memoriam. I think that's a wise choice. But I just I just really don't like that song. I don't the like that song. My wings. I don't like the the like MIDI soundtrack that they used. Is that the actual track? It sounded like the it karaoke sound. track. It was uh, it, the it 1980s. There was probably some synth in it. If I had to guess, yeah, um, yeah. And it is one of those things where it's like this song. I grew up listening to that song because my mom was a big fan of it. Apparently, my mom. Uh, Jen had Facebooked something about thinking the Oscars were only so-so except for this and this. And then my mom chimed in in the comment section saying like, I don't know, that that Midler part was pretty nice. And I was like, oh, mom, <laughs> will you ever stop being you? Okay. And so that's – I'm glad you yeah. brought that up because maybe for another generation yeah. that is actually really meaningful. Yeah. I've never seen Beaches, um, although my girlfriend tells me that, that I will like it. Hmm. Um which surprises me, but I wouldn't put it past her. Um, but yeah, maybe it's just the thing. I mean, I grew up singing that in like music class. Yeah, hmm. you know where it seemed it 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 is just always felt a little bit cheesy and corny to me. Whereas another generation may not have that reaction. Yeah, and it is very much of its time. Yeah, and so it's like, but it is for a certain generation. I believe the song did win best song that year. Okay, um, fair enough. Then so it's Oscar history. It's movie yeah. history. At a t- right after a thing when it's, hey, let's look back at the people yeah. that made So I understand why they included it. The song is not necessarily touching for me, but, you know, mm. what are you going to do? Especially because no- of the lyrics. The lyrics yeah. just like, it It seems a really self-involved song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Must have been cold there in my shadow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's the first lyric. That's the first lyric. That's how you hit him out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. No, but I couldn't God, do without you. I, I have wings. No discrepancy there. Everyone agrees that I have wings. <laughs> I'm you're pretty the, great. You're the wind beneath it. You're you're fucking air. 
Whereas I am a majestic beast <laughs> flying yeah. through the air. When people see me, when people see me flying, they'll be like, "Look at that!" No one is saying, "Imagine the wind." Nobody says that because the wind is fucking invisible. <laughs> right. Asshole. That's what she said. She yeah, that's essentially that. what that is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can see it in Bette Midler's yeah. face. Yeah. I guess. I guess people stopped thinking the quote unquote little people because it sounded bad. So it's like, all right, how can we still? make people feel small but like in some kind of code oh how about this beautiful song and people won't even realize they're being insulted right uh bet midler though does look really good someone mentioned she's yeah. been on broadway recently hmm. maybe hmm. that's it but her I've voice got... has held up yeah think, it really has part. yeah good singer so and that doesn't always happen especially like when people belt it out like sometimes their voice does not last into their 60s you heard it here first on battleship pretension bet midler good singer <laughs> <laughs> Um, face held up okay <laughs> she's well you can't win them all um, but uh and i better than goalie han oh yeah, boy well. i don't want to i mean people have work done i understand but yeah she get old she her face looked like a shovel i mean is that is that bad of me to say the whole time like she just was smiling the whole time and it's like yeah she's yeah it is i i i do often wonder like why people Especially in Hollywood, where you people are going to notice that you yeah. went from a little droopy to super tight, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so like people are going to know you've had work done, and also people are going to know because you can tell, you can always tell. Always, I, I feel like it never looks good. No, like can you think of anybody who had work done and it looks no because they look if, better if uh, if that's true, you wouldn't notice it. If you yeah. can notice it, I think it's not doing its job. Yeah. I I mean and I understand especially yeah. for women in Hollywood as you get older there's a lot of pressure to continue looking young. I I understand sure. that. Yeah, yeah. Um but it is one of those things where it's just like yeah, but now you just look like an older woman trying desperately to look like yeah. this thing over here that you're not anymore and I just I I blame I blame Hollywood for that mostly. Um, Real quick, how old is Goldie Hawn? Ready go. I'm going to say 65. I think uh, I'm going to say 50. Nope. 62. 69. 69. Wow, really? <laughs> Holy shit. Do you High know, five. The last feature film she was in was uh, The Banger Sisters with Susan Sarandon in 2002. Yeah. So she hasn't worked in over a decade. She was on an episode of Phineas and Ferb. Guess what? <laughs> I'm not counting that. You should. That's a good show. Uh, that was also back in 2007. Oh, my. So she she hasn't worked in a while, but I mean – so to take the complete opposite tack for a 70-year-old woman, that's pretty fucking good. That looks pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I guess, guess that's so. true. We all thought she was early 60s. But. Yeah. Or maybe potentially late 50s. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe. That she's still in the realm of attractive yeah. for a 70-year-old yeah, woman. I mean – That's pretty impressive. And I mean it's apples and oranges, but you look at like Helen Mirren who is – I don't know how old Regal. she is. Regal, yeah, but that's the age. Still that's real age. hot. <laughs> hey, still real hot. I'm just saying. that's that's what her Twitter says. Still real at still, still real hot. <laughs> just three X's. <laughs> X X X Mirren. Still real hot. And it was just her in a bikini giving you the finger, <laughs> holding her Oscar, of course. Right. Under um, description, just says "fuck you." I'm the queen. Right. <laughs> Who's her husband? Uh, uh, Taylor Hackford. Taylor Hackford. Yeah. yeah. Oh, poor Hackford. He doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. Hack. Ford. Ford. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Hackford. That's um, right. 
I will I will use uh, the in memoriam and uh, all this serious talk to take us into um, like. Did anybody say anything that was particularly like meaningful that actually felt that you felt uh, you had an emotional response to? I really liked like just are we talking speeches or are we just talking at all uh, at all? Um, probably speeches. Probably but I mean speeches is where most of that's going to be. I thought Lupita Nyong'o's was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she really did support those actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, How dare you? Yeah, sorry. Reference to the BPs, everyone. I am to, to my bit on the BPs. Um, I thought hers was really good. It was really uh, heartfelt, obviously, but it was like she she wanted to not just sound like a fool. I think. I mean, because mm-hmm. she's clearly very smart. She went to Yale. Yeah. Um. Uh. So it was it was a good. I liked it. It was a good speech. It was, but she could tell she was excited. She's very young, and she just yeah. won an Oscar. So that was great. Um. I thought I basically thought everybody's speech was. At least mostly good. Like hers was great, and I think we can talk about it in a little bit. But Matthew McConaughey's I thought was really good, mm-hmm. um, and very him. If you've ever seen him on a talk show, that's just him. He's just like yeah. I'm going to tell you a story because I'm from the south, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so those those were the two that I think were my favorite speeches. Um, Jared Leto's was it was less pretentious than I was expecting. Is that a good thing or bad? Uh, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I think, a good thing. You know you you know it's Jared Leto. You see him, you see him walk up. He looks like, like Teen Wolf who shaved his cheeks, right? <laughs> That's what he looked like. He's going to go uh, play a pickup game of basketball he's gonna go and totally make, dominate. He's going to make a Prefontaine movie again just because he still <laughs> looks like it. Uh, yeah, he's somebody who hasn't really aged uh, over the years. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I expected him to be, I don't know, pretentious is, is the word. And yeah. I feel bad about that, but that is kind of who he is. And his was actually very heartfelt and I, yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. I was I was surprised. I liked that he I think he thanked a few people up front and then he really kind of settled into talking about his mother, which mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to get you points on any award show yeah. at any point. A single mother. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So so I actually felt like that was a little pretentious because it's so obvious. Yeah. But I know that's that's <laughs> shitty of me. But it 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 seemed heart- heartfelt. Yeah. So so I I I liked that. Um yeah, and then uh, he did mention thirty seconds to Mars. <laughs> Boy, he sure did. Which I heard, I heard a song of theirs uh, for the first time somewhat recently, and uh, I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. I don't understand the name of their band. Is it Thirty Seconds Until They Reach Mars? That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, because you're going fast. Yeah, yeah. It's right? n- well, because you know, like a minute is a distance as well. You just blew my mind. Yeah. So maybe a second is also. I don't. I don't know compass all that well. Well, if a minute is a distance. I would imagine a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta be. So that's, I don't know, parsec. <laughs> yeah, no, I th- and especially as a as sort of a lead-off, I thought his was a pretty good speech yeah. to lead us yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of gets into uh, a lot less, I, I can't really remember a lot of playing somebody off this year. I feel like they really kind of let people go, which actually worked to their benefit. We got uh, to hear a lot more from people, which yeah. I thought was pretty good. I, yeah. All those, you know, the middle uh, awards that most people are like, who cares? They're not famous. They're not. I don't know who that is. Um, they all got to most of them either realize that they need to give shorter speeches. Uh, but mm-hmm. even some of them I gave, I was like, oh, they're going to play them off. And then they didn't. And, yeah. and I thought that was good. Was it original song for Frozen? I think it was. Yeah. The two people who wrote that song, I know they're theater people. I know they're a, a little bit annoying. But isn't it a And husband, I believe they are married, yeah. Yeah, a husband and wife. 
I really loved their speech. Yeah. I thought it yeah. was they they timed it out together. It was this nice little bit that they did uh, together, and I thought that was really I thought it was really sweet yeah. actually. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and and yeah, somehow the fact that they were doing it together took something that was kind of fun and made it actually pretty touching. Yeah, yeah. you know what? I'm just I'm I'm realizing. I have things that I didn't like, but I am just such a sucker for the Oscars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love them so much. I just enjoy watching this the ceremony that mm-hmm. I just really like most things. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, let's see. Jared, I don't remember. Uh, but I, I guess I'll jump to uh, Matthew McConaughey. That Yes, I liked his speech because it was 100% him. Mm-hmm. But I also really – okay, he did what people – either expected or wanted him to do, which was say, all right, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. And he said it at the end. And what I like about that is that, yes, one could say he's simply pandering, but I also think it's like, he knows where he came from. Absolutely. He knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And this is who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, 10 years ago, where was he? Yes. Like, and that's, and there is a a vague, um, it's not self-serving to, to bring up that like, I was, I'm me in the future is my own hero. And if I do that, then I will just always be striving for this thing. Yeah. It's like, one could say that it's just like, really, you've now listed yourself as your own hero and you'll never not be. It's yeah. like, that could sound a little, but it winds up being this thing to like kids or people who are striving for something. It's like you can inspire yourself if you really try, yeah, right. if you look at it a certain way. And so I thought that was, it wound up being an interesting speech. And, and I think the reason his speech worked well, uh, as did like Jared Leto's is because they actually put something of a narrative onto it, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. here's this single mother. And it's like, this guy came up to me and asked me this and I, I had to think about it. I came up with this. Um, somehow that just works better for me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it actually, here's what, here's what made it humble. One, him invoking like, okay, you need something to look up to, look forward to and to chase after. Mm-hmm. I am someone who, feels like I am at my be- uh, 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 a personal trainer told me once that I am at my best when I am chasing something. Yes, I remember so, you telling me that. I thought of it the first thing. Yeah. So, I think a lot of people, especially creative people, I think that is true for them. Mm-hmm. Um so him saying that uh, I really identified with that. His is my favorite speech of the night far and away. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so good. I I just loved it to pieces. Um I thought there was a, a sense of humility in him saying, you know, what? I'm never going to reach that guy. I'm never going to be that guy. I, I realized when I got to 25, he was like, oh, wow, I'm not even close to this thing. Yeah. I'm not even close to my idea of what this was going to be. Yeah. So it's constantly like, you know what? I'm not – my expectations of my life are never going to be what my life actually is and that's okay. Because that's something to propel me forward yeah. uh, to keep striving. Not that I'm going to reach that, but that there, that, there is an, that there is a pinnacle that I'm not going to get to, but it's something to look to and to strive for. Mm-hmm. I thought that actually carried a level of humility to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the, really... in, the, in the life of the wrong person, that could drive them totally insane. Sure. But he's not the he's not the wrong person. Yeah. He's never the wrong person. No, he's not. <laughs> he seems so grounded. Like, yeah. I mean, he's he, obviously his. Uh, he's another one with a mom. God, everyone's bringing their moms to the show. But like, I know. <laughs> um, it's you know, it's. I think family. I mean, this is getting very you know, um, value based. But I think if you have a really strong family base, you you tend to be more of a grounded person. I think, mm-hmm. and and you don't just act like a pompous douche and he is married with with kids yeah. and i feel yeah. like 
there is something inherently humbling in marriage and in like being a parent. I and uh, and also it just I say that assuming that he's kind of a hands-on parent, which he does seem like. Obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. We well, called his one son. I don't even remember his name, but he like he listed them, and then the last one he said like Mister Stone. I think is what he said. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, he has a nickname. He has a nickname for, for him. Yeah, it's like awesome. <laughs> it's pretty cool. What a cool dude. Uh, I kind of didn't like. Now that we're talking about speeches, I don't think I liked Kate Blanchett's very much. Hmm. I thought hers was kind of weirdly, like, like uh, self-deprecating in a weird way. Like everyone, like kind of h- backward humble bragging kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, they all made me look pretty. It's like you're very pretty. Like don't. I, that beautiful. drives me nuts when yeah. when people are like, oh, they, you know, I'm not, I'm not, it's like, stop it. <laughs> You're at the damn Oscar. There's a reason she's in Lord of the Rings as an elf. Yeah. yeah. Like, she looks godlike. As the goddess of elves, too. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, so hers was weird to me. And then she was listing all those other people and like they had inside jokes, which I guess is fine. But it's like just made for a very kind of awkward speech. Whereas the other three, and maybe it's because she's the only one who'd won before. Um but she was uh, – she just seemed like whatever. I'm doing – I'm saying my thing. And I, I liked her, her sentiment about, you know, clearly women in film have a place and people want to see movies. It's mm-hmm. not a niche market. Yeah. Totally with that. That was great. Yeah. It took a while to get there though. That was like yeah. at the end of her already fairly long speech. Yeah. You're right. And there it, was more after as well. That's right. True. Yeah. There were, there were two things. I, I completely agree with you. She spent a lot of – I mean her speech was – pretty long yeah yeah and there was a lot of it that yeah i thought was kind of fluff but there were two things you mentioned the uh the the female lead someone brought up uh this up to me uh recently uh the hunger games being the most successful film in the united states uh of 2013 is the first time a female lead has been the center of the film that's been the highest grossing in a long time yeah wow like so that is that is pretty remarkable and the fact that yeah that gravity, gravity. Um, even you know, even though it's an ensemble, American Hustle, like there are some such strong female characters in that. Um, yeah, you're just as likely to come away from that movie remembering Jennifer Lawrence as Bradley Cooper, or yeah, exactly, Christian Bale, maybe even more so, exactly. Um, so I, so I did like that point, and then she brought up a theater troupe that she's been working yeah. with that she said is making her a better actress, and the idea that. That it's not necessarily, oh, look at all these uh, A-list directors I work with. Just working with a troupe of committed actors. And she kind of mentioned them as like, you know, I, you know you're going to hear from them almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really nice. And a, just a nod to all of the sort of working actors who are putting in the time and have a sense of craft about them. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe you'll never, you're never going to hear from, maybe you never see, you know, Lapita Nyong'o could have easily been one of those actors. Uh, but at the same token, like they can teach you so much about committing to a performance and, and learning about your craft, Mm -hmm. uh, that you may not get just working in the Hollywood system. And Mm -hmm. so I thought that was, I, I felt like that was a nice moment to just the craft of acting as opposed to the Hollywood system. Mm -hmm. So I did like that. Um, Okay, so I'm trying to think. Are, were there any other speeches that like kind of? I remember thinking. Uh, I remember liking John Ridley's. Uh, I thought that worked pretty well, just mostly because he mm-hmm. got uh, you know personal and kind of told his his mm-hmm. story a little bit. Yeah, story seems to really hit me in a speech. Um, but uh, I did have a question. It, it it's just something that kind of struck me, and I recognize it's not that big of a deal, and I don't even really have a problem with it. But um, 
I believe it was the the person that won for um for makeup. So that was Dallas Buyers Club. Mm-hmm. And uh and she, you know, dedicated this to like, you know, everybody that had uh died of AIDS and but I don't think she phrased it that way. And so and of course, I mean Matthew McConaughey mentioned it and Jared yeah. Leto mentioned it as as one would expect. Um but uh it sounds strange, but part of me it struck me as a little, for lack of a better word, crass, as if to say, I, I won this prestigious award because you all died, and mm. thank you for that. Uh, but I know that's not what they're saying. Yeah. But it almost sounds, I don't know, it's hard to... The way, the way they phrased it was, was poor, which they, I think they said, and finally, everyone who's been affected, and it was yeah. just like... That's a. It was just a little. It was a. It was a strange yeah. Uh, yeah. segue. Maybe maybe that was it. Because like people have done that kind of thing in the past, and it's never yeah. bothered me. But somehow the phrasing is like, and this is f- this is for you, and it's like, well, they're dead. Yeah. Right. So that and you're getting a lot of glory as a result. Was it Jared Leto who said who mentioned like the number of people and the number of people who have died of it and the number of people still struggling with it? I think so. You know, I I thought that was. I, I just think maybe he phrased it better. Maybe, probably. yeah. It's it's probably yeah. that because cause, yeah, and uh, like when um, Steve McQueen mentioned, you know, the people that were in slavery, and then the certain number of people that right. still are, um, thus making Twelve Years a Slave much more relevant than people. And I thought he really undersold the number. Actually, he said like uh, twenty one million. I think is way higher. Yeah, yeah. I think we can get that number up. <laughs> um, but uh, that's that's your point, right? That's my point. That's well, we'll have to wait until they make thirteen years a slave. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be oceans a series. Thir- oceans, oceans thirteen, 13 years, years a slave. slave. <laughs> it's gonna be a great series on stars <laughs> with Dennis Hopper. Oddly enough, he's back. <laughs> Um, he's back and oh, he's a mean slave owner. Oh boy. Uh, so I will, I will, um, he says, I'm the captain now, (laughs) man. I'm sorry. Can I, can I talk a a few, a little bit more about speeches? Sure. Um, a speech we didn't really see much of, and this kind of goes to the, uh, they mentioned like, uh, the honorary Oscars. Oh yeah. Ah, yes. Good Lord. If ever there is a time to have them in the, in the ceremony, Get Steve Martin on stage. Yeah. Get Angela Lansbury. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, I ha- I'm got to have that, that on stage. I, I was thinking about it until just now, and then like, I forgot. I'm glad you brought it up. They are they are so iconic. They would be so wonderful to see. Yeah. In the ceremony, and and then uh, even for the, I think there was a was it a cinematographer, a production designer, uh, costume designer, costume yes, designer. Yeah. Sorry, five time winner. Um. But Christopher Nolan mentioned something. He said, uh, he said, silver and uh, film is silver and plastic that is made into dreams. And I thought that was, they just showed a clip of him saying it. Mm, yeah. And I thought that was such a beautiful sentiment that I wish could have been brought into this ceremony, I guess, a, a yeah. little bit more. Um, Part of me feels like, as. While I do appreciate them looking back at the history of film and kind of doing that uh, that uh, Wizard of Oz thing, part of me feels like y- you a lifetime achievement award is that a lifetime yeah. achievement award is looking back at somebody's contribution, especially somebody like Angela Lansbury. And yeah. so, like, 
yeah, this is something that David and I have been talking about ever since they decided that's not going to be a part of the ceremony. And it's like, I understand you want to appeal to a younger demographic. Angela Lansbury does not do that, but I don't care. Like, yeah, I just wish they would. Yeah. Yeah. How many people still watch Murder, She Wrote, though? Night on Murder, She Wrote. What's Love that? that. Aren't they aren't they remaking Murder She Wrote with somebody? I have no idea. Murder oh. She texted. <laughs> That's an update joke. She's, murder She blogged. Murder She blogged. No, Angela Lansbury is older than the Oscars. She was the one I was thinking of ah, okay. to get back to the first thing I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just now I just imagine her like she just pulls up nine one one on her phone and just texts murder, <laughs> and they're like, ah, thanks, Jessica. All right, I guess right. I guess a murder has occurred. I really wish she would call. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Yeah, that also uh, you bringing that up. I mean, I I love the Wizard of Oz, Tyler. You and I saw it in theaters, and it was like that was a powerful movie going experience yeah. for me. I saw it in theaters last year when it, when they released really? it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, amazing. It's, it's great. so yeah. good. It's so good on, on the big screen. It it envelops you in a way that will surprise you. Um, and I actually, Pink has a really great voice, mm-hmm. but. She feel she just felt like the wrong choice to me. Yeah, to sing somewhere over the rainbow, and I know that's that's maybe. A, I feel like I'm being judgmental when I say that, but she just doesn't feel like she has the right tone or charisma or quality that Judy Garland does. Well, or status, I would say. Pink yeah. is a big star. I get it, but among the most iconic songs anybody has ever heard is "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." Uh, it I is, think it is an, probably like the number one song written for a movie ever. If I had to guess, yeah. if people were to rank them, um, and so oh, if, no, Bat Dance. <laughs> oh, I agree with Kyle. Yeah, it's Bat Dance. For All sure. right, okay. Somewhere over the ra- oh, Vicky Vale, Vic, Vicky Vale, <laughs> Vicky Vale. <laughs> this town needs an enema. Uh, so, uh, all right. So it I've does. Just, I've just thought of something. I think it's that Judy Garland has, at least in that film, has such. A quality of innocence to her mm-hmm. that I mean, Pink is again. She has a great voice, but her entire persona is the antithesis of innocence. She yeah. is jaded. She is bold. She is kind of like she's she's a little bit darker than that. Yeah. So that it, it's just the two don't blend well together. I just wish they had brought someone that had that quality that could kind of harken back to that. That kind of history. Well, like someone like a Kristen Bell could have done that. Oh, yeah. That would have been great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have loved that. Yeah, that would have been great. No, yeah. That would have been really sweet. Somebody like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, though. Pink has an amazing voice, but... Yeah. I mean, and she she sang it quite well, but... She did, yeah. She does. She's not a Dorothy. Yeah, I, I kept trying... I kept... Re- I could recognize that she had a really good voice, and I kept trying to get into that... Get into it on that merit, but I just kept feeling myself yeah. kind of... There was I kept a resistance thinking there. she just had Brad Pitt's haircut, and I was just thrown <laughs> off by right. that the whole time. <laughs> you also... I feel like you want somebody... Because there's a, there's a lot of layers to that song, and it is beautiful. I feel like you want somebody who who's going to layer something emotional onto that song. And I think her voice yeah. was, did a good job, but like... Yeah. Somebody like... Okay... I'm not putting this out there, but this is the only person I can think of because I don't know modern singers. Uh, when I think of somebody like a Christina Aguilera, like I know she has put out a, like for, I know she has a powerful voice, mm-hmm. but also I know that uh, do, 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 do. I don't know that song. 
Uh, she, she got a I bit did. dirty. She got oh, a bit did dirty. She? Well, well. How many talking. R's were in that song? Uh, seven. What about seven R's? Oh, dirty. dirty. Correct. Uh, yeah. But like when I hear that That's song. It's a really hot um, music video, by the way. Oh, yes. I'm not afraid to say it. It's a hot music video. Yeah, they're all sweaty on it. Was it 2003, four? Something like that. I was in college. It was great. And she was dirty. You keep going, Tyler. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 fellas. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a little, uh, it's a little hot in the BB studio. Um, Woo! But, uh, but like that song of hers, was it like, I am, I am beautiful or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really good song and, and there's a lot going on there. And I feel like somebody like her, uh, who brings a certain degree of not merely singing, but a certain degree of performance, like almost in mm-hmm. an acting sense, uh, or yeah. theatricality to her music, I think would be the right person for that. I would say no, simply because the voice has just, I don't know. She's been TVized oh, okay. in a way. That she just feels, yeah, she feels smaller now. Yeah, my mm-hmm. idea of her, by the way, yeah. is based on I don't know, probably ten years ago, yeah. which is why I say somebody like <laughs> her because right. I I have nothing. Uh, yeah, I have no, I have nobody I can suggest. I'm gonna go back. I think Kyle, your idea of Kristen Bell, that's such. I, a, yeah, I just, I mean, I just such thought a of it. Fucking great idea. Yeah. Um, why don't we host the Oscars? Why don't we do it? Why don't we direct and I think we write should. the Oscars. Oh man, boy. that's such a good idea. I love that petition man, oh, man. starting now. Yeah, we already did the beepies. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, how much harder could it be? I don't see how to it could do be the any Oscars? harder. It's like three more categories. Fine, I get it. <laughs> yeah, um, they don't even have some of the categories that the beepies did. I, I, you don't have to tell me. Yeah, best cameo. That's a great <laughs> you don't have one. To tell me. That's a winner right there. Oh, wouldn't have been awesome. That's the one thing that Matthew McConaughey's speech was missing. Wouldn't have been awesome if he did his little chest pounding song, uh, which I recognize was not for that for that movie, but yeah. I think it would have been neat. I, she- I, I read – do you know what that actually is? No, I don't know. That is an acting exercise he does before uh, going on screen. Is that amazing or what? And I think DiCaprio said, you got to put that in the movie. Yeah. That's, I think that is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. That is something that is Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing how, how just he's him all the time. Yeah. And yet that's why he's a good actor because sometimes he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Rust Cole. He's not very nice. So, he is really, really damn good in True Detective. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially as the show goes on. Yeah. Is that a. Oh, for a minute I thought that was an episode title. But Especially you mean, as, oh, sorry, as, the, as the show as goes the, on. As yeah. the series progresses, I apologize. <laughs> um, okay, so I will. Uh, we do need to start sort of wrapping up a little bit. Um, before we get into like specific choices that we may or may not agree with, um, I will say, uh, Jason, I know you don't want to get negative, but uh, do you have a cu- What are some things that maybe we weren't thrilled with? I can't think of a lot, actually. Uh, but Jason, you got a whole list there. Yeah. Um, Anything major? Uh, major. Or well, lieutenant. Like, we'll, we'll take Pink's lieutenant. thing. Uh, I hate you so much. I know. Um, I'll go small and then I'll go big. Um, I think Anne Hathaway's a really good actress. Mm-hmm. I think she's a very good actress. Super talented. Just don't get her in an interview. Don't put her presenting anything. She is just a motherfucking train wreck. <laughs> and, and the first presenter, too. I know. She just... Uh, get her off the stage. She's just the worst. Yeah. She's just the worst thing. Um, <laughs> she is, now, what yeah. could be worse than the worst thing, you ask? And I will answer. It's Whoopi Goldberg. 
just push your goddamn glasses oh off. Oh my god, they're yeah. not doing your cheeks any good. Yeah. She just it's like I, uh, you got your uh, you got your uh, iPod earbuds hanging from your neck there because uh, right. like, she had this white necklace that yeah. hung down to her knees. It's crazy, it and then just, tied in the middle and kept going. Yeah, her outfit was wrong. Someone said like, "Oh, that was Julia Roberts' outfit at the Golden Globes," and I was like, "Well, that works on Julia Roberts. It doesn't work on Whoopi Goldberg." And it was yeah. too weird a choice. It wasn't like an iconic enough dress. I no. didn't. I until you said that, I would, I would have never have known. known. Yeah. yeah, no. She comes out with uh, Bjork's swan dress. There you go. Now we're talking, right? It just she just I don't know. There's something maybe she's maybe she's been TVized as well. Maybe, she's yeah. on the View. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She just seems she seems completely out of left field in a way that just felt like it derailed the show for me. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. And she was wearing the uh, ruby slippers, but the Wicked Witch of the West socks. Yeah, what the hell is she doing? Now, I'm great I, question. Good lord. I do believe the ruby slippers were taken off of the witch's feet at the beginning, and those were the socks. Right. I think it was the Wicked Witch of the East. So maybe she's implying that she wants to die I and it would benefit everybody <laughs> i have if fallen she did. asleep this is me speaking from a state of unconsciousness as i am sleeping so when someone just needs to drop a house on her right. oh man that'd be the best did you guys see uh oz the great powerful no yeah, i did i did unfortunately which one of them was the wicked witch of the Who east cares great i don't remember okay, <laughs> okay. i was gonna say spoilers and then the true spoiler is no one gives a shit yeah <laughs> right Man, that is a that is just a misfire. That is a a forget of a movie. Did that movie come out in 2013? It did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I saw it in the movie theater. Did you? And I regret it. I was interested because I like Sam Raimi, but it didn't look like very Sam Raimi ish. Yeah. No, it looked like a director. It 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 felt like a director for hire. Uh, How yeah, many of those movies? I and mean, this is way off topic, but like there was that. There was Jack the Giant Killer or My Slayer. God, yeah, that was yeah. Poised to be. Here's a thing. Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Yeah. Well, and oddly enough, I had heard that one. Did you see it? No. I heard that one was actually better than expected, but that Oz the Great and Powerful yeah. was worse than expected. Well, here's and the thing. Just, Guess what? Same budget. Two hundred million dollars for both of them. God. These are March and April releases. What the fuck are you thinking? Why are you spending so much money? No like, kidding. It's not like it's Captain America, which is coming out soon yeah let's try and it doesn't have that budget it doesn't at all no. No. that's the thing alice in wonderland tim burton's alice in wonderland was like the number one movie that year with like you know well like 300 400 500 million dollars globally they're trying to do that again 6500 million dollars i believe is what it came to 6500 million? million that's right okay I'm that was you. the year right that the dinosaurs died <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah this was uh jurassic world coming exactly. out next year very excited or maybe in two years. I don't remember. Who knows? Who um, can say? Vincent D'Onofrio was just added as the baddie, according to IMDb. Really? Aren't the dinosaurs <laughs> the baddies? No. no. Apparently not. They're misunderstood. I'm, oh, I get I've it. always been bothered by it's the fact. It's sort of a teen angst dinosaur yeah. movie. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I've always been bothered by the fact that in... I believe in all three Jurassic Park movies, we've never seen a dinosaur get, dinosaur get shot and killed. I want us to win one. I want a raptor to get shot with a shotgun. And even if they kill the guy that just killed him, I want – it's like, yeah, we've got guns. We can win. Yeah, but no I want the person to eat them. That's what I, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's where my Well, I think you're forgetting in, in The Lost World Jurassic Park when, uh, when Jeff Goldblum's a, uh, daughter kicks the raptor into a thing and he's impaled. I have forgotten that. I did forget I when she kicked it into a thing. Yeah. I don't I, uh, remember what it was. I withdraw my statement. Out a window. <laughs> uh, I believe it was through a wall using her yes. gymnastic superpower. I was, 
<laughs> so. that the Velociraptor was so intrigued by. It didn't bother going, I should maybe move, or what the hell's this girl doing? Oh, Kelly yes. Malcolm is the, the gymnast. And there's the running and the, the, the screaming. Ah, ah, ah. That's my ah, Jeff Goldblum ah, impression. Ah, ah. Um, bananas. Bananas are good. They're very good. <laughs> but also nutritious. <laughs> That's well, an Elon Gold bit. That's so that's, even the, that's the negativity I have. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't that's, much. That's there wasn't much yet. Yeah, I mean, compared... And the lack of musical spectacle. Yeah, I think that's it, true. It, yes. Everyone who came out and sang just sang, with the exception yeah. of Pharrell, who yeah. had a bunch of dancers. And I, yeah, and I did enjoy that. Even that though, good. God, get that fucking hat off his head. Someone uh, knock that hat off well, his head. Well, you see, <laughs> his hat... <laughs> Is because he likes to perform with a short stack of pancakes on his head, <laughs> and so he needs a hat that's wide enough, but also tall enough. Sure, I'm with you. Well, now, why a short stack? That could be that Can't could be a like tall a stack. Why not? That's a giant hat. That's a dupe. That's a Dupar's five stack. He's not. He's, no, sir. Yes, sir. Not nearly wide enough. Dupar's are very wide pancakes. Uh, <laughs> he's not Abe Lincoln. He's not going to wear a stovepipe. Just, you know, regular. <laughs> He's going to wear uh, a Daniel Plainview. Says I, is that only da- uh, Daniel I Day wanted Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis to speak like Daniel Plainview when he came out and introduced uh, Best Actress. I always wanted him to speak yeah. like Daniel Plainview. I wanted him to play Abraham Lincoln as Daniel Plainview. <laughs> <sighs> now, now, now! <laughs> um, Plainview would eat Lincoln alive oh, no question for about breakfast. It. Oh, if he was in charge of the... The Confederacy? Oh. We'd all be speaking South. We've been speaking right now. South, yep. Um, okay. We will move on now. Um, were there any... Uh, okay, as far as what won, what I will say is, and I think we might have mentioned it already, um, to my knowledge, not a single surprise. And that bums me out. I always want at least one. Yeah, I... I uh, of the ones that I it's able for me to pick, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I don't know too much about the, the short films or the, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I didn't see any of the documentaries, unfortunately, but, um, uh, everything that I was like, Oh, it's probably gonna be this. It was that. And that's yeah. just based entirely on odds. Like it must've been a terrible, the odds makers, you know, the Vegas bookies or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's everyone just bet on the favorites yeah. and only got X amount of, you know, there was not a single upset. Yeah. Um, I mean, Best picture, it wasn't a surprise. Like if her or Nebraska had won, you have a surprise. Yeah, but it was a two per. It was a two movie race. Yeah, it could have yeah. gone Gravity. It could have gone Twelve Years a Slave. An argument could have been made for either one as far as what was going to. And win. I figure you. I mean, you give um, director uh, yeah. to to Gravity. And Gravity won <laughs> basically all the other um, technical awards, and then Twelve Years wins uh, screenplay, mm-hmm. and that seems okay. <laughs> They will allow you to win Best Picture if you have won either director or screenplay. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, that's true. When's the last time a, a Best Picture winner hasn't won either of those? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, I, mean, I have no idea. Director or screenplay. Or screenplay. Because you can yeah. win one and not the other. Yeah. But I feel like you would need to win. Yeah, even Crash got screenplay. Uh, screenplay. Yeah, did. I think it just got screenplay, picture editing. I would have mm-hmm. to, which is what, uh, or I'm sorry, Twelve Years got picture screenplay uh, supporting, supporting actress. actress yeah. yeah, I would have to look up Driving Miss Daisy, but I do know that it won Best Picture without even being nominated for director. But I do not know it's uh, well, it, what happened with screenplay. But maybe it also won, same thing. Well, but, uh, same thing last year for yeah. Argo. I was yeah. going to say and Gladiator. 
He was up for it. He was he, up for director and win. And it did not win screenplay, did it? I don't think it was even nominated for screenplay. I don't I don't know offhand. I think I mean, it, it probably was and it didn't. It uh, did win actor. Yeah, and yeah. some, That's right, some technical awards. Adapted went to Stephen Gagan. What did original go to? Cameron Almost Crow. famous. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's fun pulling this there stuff we are. out of our brain. That's we the go. one. It was yeah. only thirteen years ago. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. And in both movies. Slavery was involved. Oh, my God. Right. Although I guess Twelve Years a Slave actually did win screenplay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yes, but yeah, and so uh, so yeah, that wasn't a surprise. I, if anything, I was kind of excited that like Best Picture comes along. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, One. and that that almost never happens. So I was kind of excited about that. Yeah, but yeah. it would have been neat if like everyone said, okay, it's Matthew McConaughey. If not him, it'd be Shiotelejo for. And Parm's like, it'd be neat if DiCaprio showed up in this one. That'd be amazing. I thought he was great. Yeah. Yeah, he w- he was my personal pick. That yeah. I mean, I loved all three of those that we mentioned. I, I thought Bruce Dern was very good in Nebraska. Uh I didn't like Bale in American Hustle at all. I did. I enjoyed his performance, I but I it's thought just he was not- the most bland of the uh, everybody in it. I I just thought it was a good, not even very good or great film. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. in the I, watching clips of it this time around. I found myself feeling it's a movie that I don't think is great, but I feel like I should. I feel like I should own because I do feel like I will. I will revisit it. It is a movie that I that is rewatchable. I yeah, think, it, strangely enough. Yeah, you know, David O. Russell makes those kind of movies. He makes movies because a lot of things we go to the movies for are investment in people, investment mm-hmm. in characters, and even though his movie, I feel really short changes its plot it is so invested in his characters yeah which look at his last few pictures he he wins a lot of acting awards yeah. his his yeah. actors win a lot of awards because he is invested in characters yeah it, um, two years in a row uh his movies have been nominated for all four acting awards that doesn't yeah. happen very often. no that's yeah um and i i mean i think the fighter of these three of the fighter uh, american hustle and uh Silver Linings Playbook, I think The Fighter is his best of those three. I agree. Yeah. And if you look at like Christian Bale in that movie, he is so commanding, even in a supporting role, compared to this year. So I feel like that is such a stronger performance that exactly like you said, he kind of gets lost a little bit. Yeah. Maybe the movie loses – I'm not really sure what the issue is. I think that – I mean, the movie definitely loses something. It doesn't know exactly know where it wants to go. And then at right. the end, it's like, oh, that's what the plot of this movie was? Right. Yeah. 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 It's a surprise. Hey, they grifted. I mean, spoilers. They grifted everybody. I, did they? How would yeah. we have known that? Okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, for a number of reasons, it does remind me of The Sting, including yeah. the ending. Yeah. But I do find The Sting to be a more satisfying film. But um, yeah, what I what I actually like about. Which is weird because it's less devoted to character and more devoted to plot. Yeah. Very strange. Um, and I think maybe, and that goes against kind of your, uh, my usual thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Though it did have a very strong villain in Robert Shaw and like, you're talking about American hustle. I agree. That's the, yes, he's yeah. back. He was really good in that. <laughs> he's back and he's in American hustle. Oddly, he was in half from being bitten by a shark. <laughs> right. Real things happen in movies, right? <laughs> um, yeah, that was that whole thing was an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. supposed to happen in the film, <laughs> but Spielberg's like, leave it. I love it. How did he fall in there? <laughs> it's like, hey, look, uh, there's a real killer shark float uh, swimming around here. Don't tell Roberts. 
I want I want some realism here. <laughs> I like they call him Robert. <laughs> um, that was I talking about. Oh, I was going to talk about American House. So I'm moving on. Um, yeah, uh, but like you know, like last year, Christoph Waltz won supporting actor, and people did not expect that. They were expecting De Niro or Tommy Lee Jones, and then he comes along, and I was so happy about that. That was very exciting. Mm. Um, and like this year, it would have been the one that I really would have been really excited about was Jonah Hill. Like yeah, if somehow yeah, I decided yeah, yeah. to give it to Jonah Hill, I would have been like, oh, so much fun. Um, but they didn't do that at any yeah. point, And that kind of bummed me no. out. But were, were there any that you specifically are like, I did not, I don't think they made a good decision. Um, n- I mean, no, not really. It, it seemed pretty even handed and that's kind of where the problems lie there there was it was so kind of set in stone beforehand um everybody yeah. had been kind of winning everything um but nobody it wasn't like oh them it mm-hmm. was like like if american hustle had won any of those awards i'd have been like come on yeah clearly that's not as good as these other movies but uh i i think yeah overall they did a, a good job of of a, a good smattering of the um, the pictures that were out obviously gravity won a ton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but six, what else you, I mean, technically it's a Marvel. Like you have to, yeah, you have to award that. I think it won seven. Did it? So visual sound, sound Hang score. On. All right. So director editing, editing, cinematography, cinematography. sound editing, sound, editing. Sound, sound mixing, visual effects and score. Where's score? Oh, you're right. Yep. Yeah. So that's. Hang on. Hang on. Let me. Let me. Uh, all right. I'm crossing out the six. I've written six on the page. Now that's. Now that's gone. So the six is gone that I had written on the well, page. What did you write instead? The, no, I've crossed it. Hang on. I've got written a seven, which is the number of Oscars. If you count them up, that the gravity one. If you go through the list of the Oscars that there are, and then you add up the ones that it won, not the others that, that it did that not didn't win, win, but the others that the, the ones that it did win, and you have the number of seven, which is before. Which is before eight. Right. I both love and hate this character. <laughs> I love it because I want you to do it for the rest of the episode, but it has to end with you having an aneurysm <laughs> and then just, and then not talking for the rest Buddy, of the episode. Buddy, I had an aneurysm 20 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, that would explain it then. Yeah. Um, um, and that's, I am, I am bummed out. Here's the thing. I haven't seen uh, 20 feet from stardom. Oh, admittedly, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I am kind of bummed out that the act of killing did not win. Me sure. too. That was the one. I, yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah, and we we talked about we we kind of we dismissed. I haven't seen Twenty Years from Stardom either. Is it, it looks, on watch instantly? It might be, but I'm not a hundred percent. It it. I heard it was very good, and it looked yeah. Good. And, and it's a shame. I I feel a little bit judgmental of it. Yeah. Just thinking, every other movie in that category seems like well, maybe not Cutie in the Boxer. It seems more of a maybe not lighthearted, but just a, a a less, uh, I guess world, worldly political film. Yeah. Uh, but the other film seems so serious and so heavy Mm -hmm. that maybe the Academy just didn't like that. But the act of killing is just such, there's such a novel. So dynamic. Yeah. That it just seems like, how can you not award that? Yeah. And I, I, and I don't, I don't know. And we, we made the joke of like, oh, here's a movie about artists. Oh, it's kind of nice. Oh, it's a little older in the background. Oh, let's give it to that. Oh, yeah. that'll be nice. Yeah. And admittedly, I enjoyed when she like burst out into song. I thought that was That was really enjoyable. nice. Yeah. yeah. 
Damn. And Bill oh, Murray wow. really enjoyed it. Ah, Bill Murray. I liked him. Bill Murray. Great. He was fun. All right, let's get to the uh, nomination nominees for Best Shooter. <laughs> that was really funny. Go yeah. ahead and read him, babe, or whatever he called <laughs> yeah, her. Call him babe. <laughs> God, that's funny. He's so funny. And then he worked in a Harold Ramis reference, yeah, too. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Because nice. there was no... It wasn't... It wasn't for sure if he was going to be in the in memoriam. He was I didn't pretty think he late. Would. Yeah, it was pretty late. But uh, oh, he didn't make the cut. Wouldn't that have been terrible? Oh. It would have. It would have bummed me out. That's the thing is, like, yeah. in the past, people have not made the cut because they have died in this year, and this is technically what is, who passed away last year. Yeah. So like, there's it's that theory. But I think I think they've gone on with the idea of it's just between ceremonies between ceremonies yeah yeah and that's the right idea i, I agree a huge amount of those in the in memoriam like sir run run shaw died this year as well mm-hmm. um, yeah at, at uh, the age of 106 i just can't get over wow He's so yeah. old yeah that's incredible 1907 he was born i do enjoy his name run run shaw yes you know what his brother's name was you know the shaw brothers mm-hmm. his brother's name was run me shaw is that true that's correct mm-hmm. and then of course both sons of robert shaw right, <laughs> right. Uh-huh. half a man and um, uh, great great grandsons of George Bernard Shaw. Mm-hmm. 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 Little known fact. And uh, distant cousins of Sebastian Shaw, fictional Marvel character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I, uh, I've got two. Uh, like you said, I don't think there were any upsets. Yeah. But a couple. A couple I wasn't necessarily sure about. Mm-hmm. Um. Because because American Hustle was nominated for so many things, I thought maybe it would get uh, screenplay, especially because it is you've got the director there writing the screenplay right. as well. So I thought that might be the one award that it would give it. Uh, but as people who listen to the BPs or the BPs as I call it, yeah, uh, no, her was my favorite film of the year. So seeing Spike Jones win for her, yeah, that I, was great. I was really really pleased. That was. Like I perked up at that, even though his speech was a little bit scatterbrained. Yeah. No figure. Yeah, uh, I just loved that 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 film was given the that that kind of recognition. Mm-hmm. I really, I really, right. really like that. The, admittedly, uh, the show was not wanting for standing ovations, uh, but they gave him one. Did and they? I, I didn't yes. even realize that. And wow! I was very excited for him. Now again. A lot of people got standing ovations, but he was one of them. And you did sense a genuine love for that movie in that crowd. Yeah. And I'm excited about that because Mm -hmm. often when you have a kind of a quirky movie like that, screenplay is the bone they will throw it so that people can say that they are forward thinking. Uh, Yeah. Charlie Kaufman. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And so – but this time they're just – just in general – there seemed to be a lot of love in that room. And in theory, there always is. But And maybe it was just the general vibe that Ellen helped to set. Just I think it is. I everybody think happy for it. one another and ultimately everyone happy to be in this yeah. business. Yeah. And so in that sense, like her was this small movie and that's the guy who made it. We Obviously, we're not going to give him best director. So he got that. There you go. Right. We're not insane. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Uh, his film wasn't tackling anything. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, neither was Gravity really. But um, – Oh, yeah. she's tackling lots of stuff. There's loss. Space. There's space. Loss. There's grabbing at stuff. Yeah. George Clooney. George Clooney. She's Thank tackling you. him. Yep. Ow. There's um, uh, crap. Uh, yeah, so I was excited about that, and then I have no idea. Uh, I know that the people who vote on best foreign film in some of those smaller categories, they they legitimately do have to see a certain portion of every film, mm-hmm. and it has to be sort of somewhat documented in a way. 
But I was, I was, I've heard such good things about The Great Beauty that yeah. I was really happy that it won mm-hmm. uh, for Best Foreign A film. Criterion film just won an Oscar. Can I'll you believe that? I mean, I'll oh, be darned. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, and I've I, and I haven't seen... Yeah, and I haven't seen uh, any of them, unfortunately. Uh, David, it was his favorite movie of last year, The Great yeah. Movie. Uh, the Hunt, I believe, is on it Netflix, is. It's on Netflix which I'm, yep. which I'm yeah. excited to see. And I want Mads to see Mickelson. Circle Breakdown. Yeah, Mads Me too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard really, really good things about all those. I've even heard some really good things about Omar. I haven't really heard of The Missing Picture. Have you guys? Uh, I haven't heard of that at The all. Missing Picture. That actually does sound familiar. Uh, maybe somebody reviewed it for the site. I don't recall. But but I couldn't tell you what it was about. Um, but yeah, so overall, um, I was I was very pleased tonight yeah. with what won, with, uh, with how the ceremony went. There is only one thing that I am not happy about. Uh-oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. And that here is... Here we, tell us. Tell me what it is. The winner of our f- 2013 Fantasy Oscar draft. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Well... Uh, listeners know that I was a part of this, as was Jason. Kyle sat this one out. Sure did. Um, and you know what? In retrospect, I don't blame you. You know why? Because I didn't put in any money, and I yeah. didn't have to give my money to Dan. Yes. Well, you know what? Had you participated, you may have taken some of those categories that from Dan, absolutely true. thereby making him not the winner, you selfish son of a bitch. Oh, no, bitch. I'm real stupid. I wouldn't have picked the right ones at all. <laughs> It's like Man of Steel across the board. <laughs> I'm going to go with Man of Steel on this one. <laughs> Guys, oh, were we voting on montages during the ceremony? I thought, I, fuck, I thought we were. Um, that's what all these categories cover, right? Um, but yeah, so uh, so I, I, I broke it down. Uh, there were seven of us involved. I came fifth. I could have come fourth. But my friend, who's also name is, whose name is also Tyler, uh, he beat me by one point. Which mm. really bothered me because I wanted to be in the, you know, I want to be smack in the middle there. Last Top time tier. I was dead last. I want to work my way up. Well, you you have though. I have and a uh, places. But yeah, and you came in third. I came in third. I got literally zero points from the Oscars. Yeah. A lot of nominations. I got absolutely nothing from the yeah. ceremony itself. Yeah. And fair enough. A lot of my stuff was American Hustle, and it got shut out. Yeah. You're right. I got 30 points from tonight. I got more points than anybody else got because yeah. <laughs> cause, uh, gravity gravity was my catch-all. What a delight. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think Man of Steel was my catch-all because he just he can catch all. He can catch all of it. <laughs> That's he's right. Big, he's a big, strong man. He's catching yeah. a lot of flack. I'll tell you that oh, right now. Oh. Um, but yeah, so so my friend uh, Dan that uh, that I make fun of incessantly on the show. Interesting. Friend. Um, what a word. Yeah. yeah. Loaded. I... Uh, I have different definitions for things. <laughs> I call anybody that I can barely tolerate a friend. Oh, that's nice. And if okay. it's somebody I want to spend time with, genuinely, that's a best friend. Oh. Um, you guys are my best friends. <laughs> wow. And listeners, you're my best friends. In fact, the only friend I have is Dan. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so Dan won by a pretty substantial margin. I believe he won by 20 points. Uh, yes. Second place was a uh, uh, friend of the show and uh, writer uh, Scott Nye, who, who cleaned up at the Oscars tonight and still didn't win. Yeah, he yeah he, he got well. three. He did yeah three, which has a bunch of points in it or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. that's eight. He got eighteen points, which passed me. Yeah, I was ahead of him prior to tonight's ceremonies. Yeah, I really uh, one point. I'm so angry. If they and that's the thing, if they had given Best Picture to Gravity instead of Twelve Years a Slave. 
uh-huh. then I would have come in fourth instead of fifth. Well, you know, I tell you, if they had been, if they had given best actor, actress, uh, supporting actress to uh, uh, American Hustle, as well as best screenplay, and then best adapted screenplay, and best picture to Wolf of Wall Street, and then best cinematography in the, uh, Nebraska, and then catch out to American Hustle, uh, you know, best I would cinematography in Nebraska. <laughs> It was, well, it was nominated. It was in black and white, so I thought I would yep. get some points for that, and I did. Uh, then, hey, I would have, I would have done pretty well. Yeah, pretty well. Let me tell you, yeah, Mister Smith, and I would have done a okay. And you know what? I'll say this: I would have won. In fact, I would have got a lot of points for that. Yeah, I that guess been a lot, if you'd me, have, if you'd have swept, let if me they do, had gone if I had with swept, literally every choice yeah, you made. I think you'd yeah. make a lot of points <laughs> if you had won. <laughs> I think that's the way winning works. If every time everyone agreed with me, I would have won. <laughs> is yeah. what my point. If you is. have the most points at the end of the game, I gotta say, I think you've won. In hey. most sports, that's the case. Golf, yes. watch out. Yeah, you want a lower score. So here's the deal regarding you Dan. get into negative integers. Oh, jeez, I haven't heard that word in uh, longer than I can remember. And you you're know what? About I don't word, want to hear it again. You're talking about the word golf. That's that the is. one. Yeah. Uh, Frolf, I'll, I'll talk about that all yeah. day long. Here we, I drive um, a, Vol- a Volkswagen Frolf. Damn it. Oh, I hate you so much. I, know, uh, I will say, uh, listeners may recall that David and I discussed uh, the term tracking shot recently. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, our friend, Dan Langford, sent us a very uh, in-depth email in which he, uh, he uh, won the heart and mind of David Bax. And he said, hey, your friend Dan, like, this was a really interesting explanation. It's like... Does he have any interest in on being uh, on the show? And I said, well, Watch he out. does, but I don't want to give him that. And, <laughs> and he said, well, we should try to have him on. Like, I know that you enjoy busting his balls. And I was like, yeah, I'm real. I'm pretty committed to it. Uh, but no, uh, at some point, Dan will be on the show, uh, probably to talk about 1970s cinema, uh, because that's something he kind of specializes in. And I will tell you in advance. Dan is uh, an intelligent person whose company I enjoy. I'm telling you that now because you will not get a hint of that on that yeah. episode. I'm going to be incredibly mean to him. So yeah. something to look forward to. And Dan, I know you're listening. I'm looking forward to having you on the show. Congratulations on your win. Yeah. And congratulations to all the winners tonight, everybody. The uh, Academy Award winners, such as Lupita Nyong'o, Matthew McConaughey, and the fantasy Oscar draft winner, <laughs> Dan Langford. Yes. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, I think that's going to be it. Uh, Jason, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This was great. Kyle, really thank you for me. being here. Thank you for having me. This was great. Absolutely. Thank you for coming. This was great. <laughs> um, so, okay, you can always go to uh, battleshippretension.com. There are a number of uh, new reviews, including my review of The Shadow. Hey. Who knows what quality lurks in the heart of that Blu-ray? It's me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did I just come up with that? I did. Is that should you should go in and change the name of your review to that? <laughs> uh, but yes, and so um, so yeah, you can read uh, reviews. You can find uh, a lot of podcasts in the fleet, including the aforementioned "What the Fuck Are You Watching?" hosted by Kyle Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent episode, I believe, is the Reflecting Skin, which featured uh, David. David, yeah, uh, yeah, who couldn't be here today, but he is on our podcast. Yeah. So uh, if you if you need to hear David, if you need to hear David, you can head on over to hear what lots the fuck of David. Uh, the Reflecting Skin is a really weird movie. Um, With that, that title, I wouldn't assume. Yeah, yeah. That I'd never heard of before. It's uh, Philip Ridley, I think, is the director. And okay. it's very bizarre. Um, and then if you keep listening, the following week, you'll hear one Mr. Tyler Smith. All right. Watch out. To talk about Batman Returns. That's right. Batman Comes Back or whatever the hell we decide. More Batman. Be. More, more, of, Batman. more Batman. That's it. 
Uh, but yeah, and so uh, if you have any uh, feedback, you can email me, Tyler, at BattleshipPretension.com. You can email David, though I don't know why you'd email him about this episode, aside from never let that happen again. Uh, <laughs> David at BattleshipPretension.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow David at The Pretension. You can follow me at More Lessons, uh, which is the Twitter of my other podcast, More Than One Lesson, the more, most recent episode of which uh, we uh, we cover uh, Spike Jones her. And so uh, I think that is it. You can find us on Facebook as well. So I will thank you guys once again for being on the show. Absolutely. He's on Twitter. He oh, yes. Website. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jason. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, You're my best Jason, friend. Jason, what is your Twitter? <laughs> uh, Twitter.com slash Eakin. I haven't tweeted in a number of months and don't have really any uh, plans to. That's unfortunately. I'm still uh, tagging you in tweets about you. All right. So, yeah. uh, Kyle, yourself. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Functional Nerd. I tweet all the time. Yes. Usually in the mornings, and it's usually just a string of jokes that are stupid. Or wonderful. Or wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, and then uh, you can gem in there from time to time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, and then also please listen to What the Fuck Are You Watching, which you can find either on com or you can find on iTunes, WTF Are You Watching, because they don't like swearing on iTunes. Whoopsie daisy. And uh, I will, uh, yes, I will sign off by saying that uh, looking at our numbers, we have once again set our record and we have met a goal that I wa- have wanted to meet for the last three years and we finally met it as a function of the BPs and last year, uh, last week's episode. So thank you all for listening and for apparently recommending it to your friends. Um, and, uh, I think that is it. Thank you for listening and we'll get you next time. Bye.